93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday. It is March 15th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, mass shootings at two mosques full of worshipers attending Friday prayers killed 49 people on what the prime minister called one of New Zealand's darkest days as authorities charged one person, detained three others, and defused explosive devices in what appeared to be a carefully planned attack. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said the events in Christchurch represented an extraordinary and unprecedented act of violence and acknowledged many of those affected may be migrants and refugees. In addition to the dead, she said there are more than 20 people who were seriously wounded. Police took three men and a woman into custody after the shooting, which shocked people across the nation of 5 million people. Authorities have not elaborated on who they detained, but a man who claimed responsibility for the shooting left a 74-page anti-immigrant manifesto in which he explained who, uh, who who he was and his reasoning for the actions. He said he was a 20 28-year-old white Australian. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison confirmed that one of the four people arrested was an Australian-born citizen. Police Commissioner Mike Bush said that police were not aware of other suspects beyond the four who were detained, but they couldn't be certain. Bush said that the defense force had diffused a number of improvised explosive devices that were attached to vehicles stopped after the attacks. He said anybody who was thinking of going to a mosque anywhere in New Zealand on Friday should stay put. There remains a police presence at many uh, uh, scenes in Christchurch. The deadliest attack occurred at a mosque in central Christchurch at about 1.45. Uh, 30 people were killed there. A video that was apparently live-streamed by the shooter uh, shows the attack in horrifying detail. The gunman spends more than two minutes inside the mosque, spraying terrified worshippers with bullets again and again, sometimes refiring at people he had already cut down. He then walks out to the street where he shoots at people on the sidewalk. Children's screams can be heard in the distance as he returns to the car to get another rifle. The gunman Hmm. then walks back into the mosque where there are at least two dozen people lying on the ground. After walking back outside and shooting a woman there, he gets back in the car where the song Fire by English rock band The Crazy World of Arthur Brown can be heard blasting from the speakers. The singer bellows, I am the god of hellfire. That's the the one that we play around with. Oh my god. Uh, and then he drives away and the video cuts out. There was a second shooting at another mosque where 10 people were killed. The man who claimed responsibility for the shooting said he came to New Zealand only to plan and train for the attack. He said that he was not a member of any organization but had donated to donated to and interacted with many nationalist groups, though he acted alone and no group ordered the attack. Wow. Yeah. Very scary. Um, did you guys see the email we got from a listener in New Zealand this no, morning? Oh, no, no. Yeah, this guy, uh, Nick Logan, he was. Uh, he said, the last time I emailed with you guys from New Zealand in the, in the news was eight years ago in our little city of Christchurch had been hit with uh, catastrophic fatal earthquakes. Yes. And uh, he just basically checked, and he's like, don't let this define our country. Yeah. Right, right. It's a yeah. wonderful place. And he said that, that the community, every it's such a small country. Yeah. And that this is just ripping them apart right now. So sad. Hearing about this, yeah. Uh, back in Philadelphia, police are investigating whether child weddings are being conducted at a mosque after a sexual assault victim came forward. In a Facebook video posted two weeks ago, one of the alleged victims describes her ordeal. She's 17 now, but says she first became a 
a child bride at the age of 14. In 2016, she says she was married off to a man, uh, Rajman Sanders, who was more than twice her age. He then allegedly began sexually assaulting her and her 10-year-old sister. Sanders is charged with more than a dozen sexual offenses against the girls, including rape, indecent assault, and forcible compulsion. The criminal complaints reveals that Sanders threatened to shoot the older victim during one of the sexual assaults. Police are now investigating whether child weddings are being conducted at this mosque in the 4800 block of Pascal. One of the victims says that her unofficial marriage took place there. Last Friday, police conducted search warrants at the mosque and the home of the mosque leader. The alleged victim says she's coming forward to warn others. The victims are, are now in protective custody of the Department of Human Services. Sanders remains behind bars and the investigation is ongoing. Wow. Dozens of venomous snakes were removed from an apartment in, wait for it, Bucks County. Uh, <laughs> the, Levittown, Bucks the Levittown Fairless Hills Rescue Squad responded know, to a call and took video and pictures of the frightening encounter Wednesday afternoon. Boxes and boxes of venomous snakes were removed from the Aspen Falls apartments in Falls Township. It was a dangerous situation and police called in a retired police officer who is now a zookeeper and wildlife educator to help. Uh, about 20 of the dangerous reptiles were inside the apartment. 12 cobras, 5 rattlesnakes, 2 different types Jesus. of species and 2 boa constrictors. Yeah, All- when I, well, Kathy, when I was, uh, so when I was a single guy, I would keep at most Four cobras in my apartment. <laughs> you don't need any more I than mean, that. That's just excessive. So all but two were considered venomous, uh, deadly venomous. Uh Deadly venomous, they said. Venomous. The wildlife educator said responding crews say the snakes were not properly locked in cages and could easily escape. Falls Township. Well, that's what makes it fun. Right? Well, they were saying, like, one of the police officers was like, I'm not going in there. We're not going in. I'm not going in. I would. Slip right through the bars, you know. (laughs) Falls Township police. They were on leashes. (laughs) That they were tipped off about the snakes from another agency. Police believe the owner was planning on selling the snakes, but say that he didn't have a permit to do so. Charges are now pending. The snakes are now in quarantine and will be moved to licensed facilities. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Brett Conley and Lars Eller carried the offensive load, and the Washington Capitals scored five goals against the Flyers for the first time in a week on their way to a 5-2 win. Conley had two goals and an assist. Eller had a goal, and Haglund added two assists. James Van Riemsdyk and Scott Lawton scored for the Flyers. Carter Hart finished with 27 saves as the Flyers remain five points out of the second wild card in the Eastern Conference. The Flyers are back at it tonight with a game in Toronto against the Maple Leafs, and the puck drops at 7 o'clock. The Sixers will look to win their third game in a row when they host the Sacramento Kings tonight. The Indiana Pacers won last night to move a half a game ahead of the Sixers in the Eastern Conference standings. The Sixers are a game and a half ahead of the Celtics for fourth place in the playoff race, while the Kings are in ninth place in the West. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And at spring training, Jake Arrieta gave up five runs, six hits, and walked three over three and a half innings on an 11-2 loss to the Pirates. The Phils are back at it here at Clearwater later today, and Bryce Harper is supposed to be in the starting lineup. Game time against the Blue Jays is set for 105, and that's what I have for you. What about about the other game? They they won it. There was split squad yesterday. They won the other game. 
Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Can we report on that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess we need to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, when uh, you know, when we decide to come down here, we like to, to get the ball rolling immediately. You go big or you go home. So we are going to start this morning's broadcast. Our first guest, ladies and gentlemen, the man in charge, Gabe Kapler, is here with us. Hey. All right. What a, what a welcome, Preston and Steve. Great to see you guys. Nice Thanks to see you. see you, man. What a tan on you, brother! You're looking good. Wow! Yeah. What a what a nice compliment. Yeah. It's a, it's Sunny a, down here in Clearwater, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. Last year when we were here at this time, uh, speaking to you, and I mean quite literally at this very time, I think it was probably 38 degrees. It was. While we were sitting. I outside. remember shivering. Dear God, yeah. it was freaking we, horrible. We, we all had beanies on in, uh-huh. in um, yep. the center of Florida. Yeah. Yeah. But not uh, cool at all. Normal this time around. We're we're excited to be back. Uh, how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling really good. Excellent. I feel like we've had a, a really high quality camp and and some exciting new additions, some shiny pieces yeah. that I'm sure you guys want to talk about just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Shiny uh, pieces. Yeah. Our 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 club is coming together well. Yeah. Uh, we've won some games. Um, we have a lot to work on. You know, we've we've really focused on the fundamentals this camp. I don't want to get too deep in the details of baseball, but a, a lot of good turns on the bases. Uh, our secondary leads have been strong, and we're working on our bunt plays and our, our cutoffs and relays. Those are the things I would, we're I would on hate right to now. have to worry about all that crap, honestly. I'm like, you know, but you have to worry about the minutiae. This is what this is all about, shaking out all those things and getting into this season. And then you're still rolling with it as the season is on. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot to handle. Yeah, it is, and we we want it that way. Yeah, we want yeah. to be able to, to cover every last detail in spring training so when it comes up during the season, it doesn't catch us off guard. Right. It catches us by surprise, and we have prepared for everything. So when you do a split squad like you guys did yesterday, so you're home and away, um, where how do you decide where you're going to be? <laughs> well, yesterday I, I really wanted to see Jake Arrieta pitch, okay. so that was that was really important. Um but it doesn't matter all that much because in, in each game there are important things happening. And um, so by way of example, in Port Charlotte, Reese Hoskins and, and Scott Kingery went on that trip. I'm paying very close attention to, to Scott's at-bats, his work at third base, because as you guys know, we have a little bit of a competition happening at third base. It's impossible to see everything, and yeah. we have guys staying back. So we have two clubs that go on the road. One was in Port Charlotte. One was in Bradenton. And then we had some action back here. Odubel Herrera was getting his at-bats on the backfields. Uh, on the minor league side. And so you can't catch everything. Right. But the way we communicate, uh, by the end of the day, we've all got all the information we need. When you're watching Jake Arreta yesterday, um, do you care about the score? Are you watching anything in particular? What are you watching? Yeah, most importantly, let's get him to his volume limit, right? right? It's it's kind of like a workout in, in a lot of ways. You want to get through the entire workout mm-hmm. so that you get stronger for the next time out. Now, with some of our younger players, it's really important that we're we're paying close attention to the performance um, are they capable of handling every situation? But when it comes to a guy like Jake Arietta, let's get him to his volume limit. Let's build his pitch count so the next time out we can add 10, 15 more pitches. And by the time opening day hits, uh, he's ready to roll. When I think about mistakes made in spring training, I, they don't really seem like mistakes that matter. They're just mistakes that you learn from. And you think, all right, you know, maybe I shouldn't make this pitch to this guy in the regular season or whatever. And then you come back and you're like, and so who cares if it gets tattooed and launched over the tiki bar or whatever? You know, you, you look at it and you think, that was a mistake. I'm going to learn from it. And then when it comes time for the regular season, I'm not going to make that pitch. By the way, I'm sorry, but the Reese Hoskins home run on Saturday, speaking of launched over the tiki bar, the TV camera couldn't pick it up. We just knew that it went over the bar. So can you point in here where it actually went? Because we have, I mean, it was a shot. It was the best sounding home run I think I've ever heard. It was, it was, that ball was crushed. It was now, smoked, yeah. To be fair, 
my seat to watch that ball yeah. is much further away than yours. Yeah. So you're better yeah. equipped to tell me where it landed. I, I, I could, you couldn't even see it. You saw the ball come off the bat. And then it was like it just exploded. Are you thinking parking lot? I'm thinking parking lot. Yeah, he's, he's thinking Epcot. Let's okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 go with parking lot. Okay. And then a couple of years from now, they hey, you remember that ball that went over the freeway and yeah. landed in the lake two miles away? That was a bomb. Heard it knocked a car off the highway. <laughs> you know what? When we were here last year, uh, Gabe, we saw you know uh, groups warming up behind us here, um, and uh, I didn't. I'm like, dear God, there's there's like a thousand Phillies players down here. How how many of, of the organization, I mean, besides, obviously, the A-Squad, you guys, the you know, the, the yeah, show, sure. how, how many other people in the organization are down here working on their game as well? Is it hundreds or? Well, there's several hundred minor league players here every day. Okay. Um, and then we've got, you know, 50-plus guys in our camp right now. We've got all of our coaches. The entire organization is down here in Clearwater. It's a... It's a pretty huge operation. I don't want to give you a number off the top of my head. Yeah. How about a lot? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. There's a, there's such a different dynamic when you're, you're preseason, for example, like with the Eagles and they're having their, their warm-up games uh, or, you know, injuries and stuff. I'm like, why do they do this? Players get hurt. There's such a different, more enjoyable vibe. Now, you guys are working hard, but there's, you know, there's less of a likelihood of you know, someone going out on for the entire season. It seems more fun. It here. seems more fun. Yeah, yeah it's it, such a much a much more pleasant dynamic. It's definitely fun. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's not serious. Sure. Right? And you know, one of the things that we always wrestle with is we never have our core group on the field at the same time. Yeah. That so makes evaluation a little bit difficult. Um, from an injury perspective, it's always our number one focus. So when our pitchers go out on the mound, Jake Arrieta, for example, we're thinking about how to get him through this outing strong and healthy. When Odubel Herrera or Cesar Hernandez are coming back from, from injuries, do we want them to, to run really hard down the line? Of course we do. But if they get through that day healthy, that's a victory for us. Because really what we're thinking about is March 28th, walking onto the field at Citizens Bank Park with our entire roster intact. Right. We have the talent on this club to win plenty of baseball games, and we just want to get there as the healthiest version of ourselves. I'm so excited for the season this year. It's, I, it's, I just I can't <laughs> wait for a season to start at the end of the March, at the end of the month in March. Um, for the first time since I was a kid, I went to the Mummers uh, Parade, and, yes. and I, I looked down. I was scrolling through Instagram. You were literally two blocks away from where I was standing. Was it your first Mummers Parade? And what did you think of that experience? Yeah, that was, that was wild. Um, I, I walked you know Broad Street from Center City deep into South Philly. So. How many feathers did you have on? <laughs> yeah. No, I, it was interesting to, to look over and, yeah. and see. I, I couldn't make sense of the costumes. I, yeah. I, I kept... <laughs> I kept asking myself, like, yeah. why are you wearing that? Like, right. What is the purpose of right. that? What does that mean? And, I, and, and there, none of it made any sense. Yeah. Right? But, but and that's what it felt like. It was yeah. like, why not? Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> Essentially. And, and it's funny because there are some brigades that, I mean, they were rehearsed all year long. And, and they're actual musicians. And, and then there's other people that just kind of wake up on, on uh, New Year's morning. And they just go. And, and they're handed a costume. And they just dance. It's and that's though, it. It's something, though, that people from out of the area have can really don't get they can't understand it and they come in it's this anomalous thing but i have a, I have a gay legend. friend that moved here from san francisco and and the first time he saw the mummers parade he's like philadelphia is gayer than san francisco <laughs> hey i wanted to ask guys so you mentioned about you know bright and shiny parts and obviously bryce is the is the big story and has been for quite some time during the off season and here it is now we're here it's on board it's happening um how much of that of that being the story 
I, I mean, it's a good thing, clearly, because, uh, you know, everybody's excited about the season. Um, but can that be a bit of a distraction, or are you guys all just so used to it and it's the job? The way I see it is it, is it raises the profile, it raises the bar, it raises the intensity level, and most importantly, it raises the expectation level. Yeah. Um, so you have one of the best players in the world added to a roster that was already pretty strong. And now you've got a, a roster that has to win. And what we've always said is bring us the highest level of expectations, judge us between the lines and, and on our preparation, and we will step up and meet that bar. We always want to be judged on how we're performing on the field. Now that's what happens with the addition of Bryce Harper. Right. The, the spotlight focuses directly to the field. How many games can we win? Can we reach the postseason? We love those high expectations. We love when the eyeball's around because it creates adrenaline. That adrenaline creates focus. That focus creates a higher level of performance. We're really happy about it. It's, it's an interesting thing because you have to keep all these these athletes at, at, at prime operating condition. And I'm sure there are all sorts of algorithms and things that you have to consider because everyone is a unique person unto themselves. But you, you want to keep them in a constant state of readiness. But everyone has different, you know different exercise needs and rest cycles and yeah. I mean I, and I know obviously obviously you're 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 big into physical fitness as well you know how hands on are you with that and and making sure that everyone is where they need to be, not overdoing it, staying right within performance parameters. Well, it, it keeps me up at night, but from a standpoint of, of how hands-on I am, we have a great strength and conditioning staff, right? Uh, an, an incredible lead in Paul Fournier, and great medical staff. Our, our people are right on top of it all the time. So as much as I want to dig in and dive in with yeah, the players, and, I, and I do, I watch, I watch them run their arcs, I watch them do their conditioning post-workout, and I want to get in there and, and maybe even give cues from time to time. Yeah. But I, I have to remind myself that we have an incredible staff yep. capable of handling that. So it's a lot of checks and balances and, and me checking in with our strength and conditioning staff, our performance staff, our team nutritionist, our medical staff, and asking them how our players are doing. That's that's the extent of how right. you don't want to be too too obtrusive. Ah. No, I hear you. Uh, so uh, getting back to Bryce real quick, um, I, I don't know if you knew him um, before he came to the team. I'm sure you're, you had conversations here and there. Um, at dinner last night, I was wearing my Phillies hat, and there was a guy there. He goes, ah, Bryce Harper. And then he said something. And I said, I think your assessment of Bryce Harper is wrong. Can you tell us any what you think maybe a common misconception about Bryce is? Because I, from – my standpoint, as a Philadelphia fan, since he became a Philly, seems like a pretty great dude. I don't know what the what the, the chatter is out there. Yeah. All I can tell you is my experience with Bryce. So first, my experience from across the diamond and watching him play. Intense competitor, um, not never gives an inch away. Now, from a standpoint of how he's fit in, in the clubhouse, he's articulate, he's thoughtful, he's a great listener. He has a lot of information and experience to share. He's been in the spotlight since, you know, he's a, a young teenager. Yeah. None of this is catching him off guard. Uh, honestly, at this point, all I, all I could say is, is that he's a, a top-notch teammate and, and one of the better competitors I've been around. That's awesome. I, I'm just excited that he's a Philly because I remember vividly 10 years ago watching footage of him as a 16-year-old kid hitting bombs at Tropicana Field. And they were like, this guy's he's going to be the next thing. And you never know. A lot can happen between 16 and 26. And, you know, some guys fizzle out and some guys don't. But I'm watching this guy just just smash Ken Griffey-sized home runs as a, as a teenager. And, you know, that was totally anomalous. A lot of times we'll watch guys in the batting cage. And we're just kind of paying attention to 
their facial expression, their body language, how they carry themselves. We have so many guys who take a swing, step out, smile, laugh, have a quick conversation. That's one way to do it. Bryce is uber focused. Like you, you're not going to get his attention. If you think about like a, a cat and a dog, mm-hmm. and when a dog is doing something and you just clap your hands or you make a sound, that dog's head turns in your direction. Yeah. But the cat, it, you can if it's going after a ball of string or or uh, going after some prey, you yeah. can't get his attention. You're not going to take him off point. <laughs> That's Bryce. Yeah. Bryce is the cat. That's really funny. I like that analogy. As an, an owner of 10 cats, I love hearing that. So, yeah. Dave, you guys had an incredible offseason without the addition of Bryce Harper. I mean, there really were some great players added to the lineup, uh, and he gets a lot of the focus, and it's deserved. Can you talk a little bit about the team, uh, the players that were added to the team that aren't Bryce Harper? Uh, easily, sure. Yeah. Um, I think Andrew McCutcheon has stepped in as a leader right away. Uh, not a leader vocally, but one by example. So he s- slides into left field. That brings Reese Hoskins to first base, his natural position. He's doing a great. Reese is doing a great job over there. The acquisition of Gene Segura at shortstop. I'm really excited about Segura, for good reason. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday, um, in yesterday's game in Bradenton, we had runners on first and second base, three-two count, nobody out. It's a situation where you make a decision: do you put your runners in motion? and trust that the batter's going to put the ball in play on the ground somewhere, and then you're staying out of the double play? Or do you hold your runners? And last year, almost every single time, we held our runners. And part of the reason is because we swung and missed a lot, right? So the the fear is you put your runners in motion, swing and miss, strike three, runners out at third base. In this particular case, Segura's at the plate. I felt very confident putting our runners in motion. Segura, sure enough, puts the ball on the ground, a crisp ground ball. We had runners on second and third base, one out and the opportunity to drive him in. That's who Gene Segura is. He puts the ball in play. He's a high-average hitter, high-energy guy on defense. He's really made things a whole lot better. It's a funny thing because, you know, you just casually, as, as, as you know, as spectators, I always kind of take a, a running count of the names on the jerseys that I'm seeing. And Segura's name popped up the most yeah. yesterday. Did I you saw, see it a lot? Yeah, yeah. I saw a few yesterday. A lot. Yeah. So, and then I, more than Bryce? Yeah, believe it or no. not. Yes, Come on. I did. No, small know. sample size. Yeah. Tell him that to keep. You it. must have saw one section of the ballpark. Maybe a Segura's family. Exactly. <laughs> it is cool seeing the number of Phillies hats and jerseys, and uh, you know, on the plane down, it, it's uh, people are excited about it. Yeah, no question. And in fact, when we've gone on the road, we've seen Phillies fans take over the stadiums down here in in Florida. I love it. it the energy is. Much, much different than it was last year. That's not to say that it wasn't good. This is spring training. It's always the honeymoon phase. Everybody always thinks their team is the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. However, this is a little bit different. Yeah, it um, is. It is. I mean, it, it is the story. And I, last year, I didn't know what to make of what I'd experienced down here. But and we, we've we've said that if if this was a rapper, it'd be called Lil Philly because it is. It has such a good, <laughs> what was the such first, a good vibe. It was the first question that people were asking when you sat on the plane. The person you sat next to, are you going to Philly yeah, spring that's training? That's it. Oh, like, that's cool. the plane it, was. Yeah. yeah. It's it's cool. really for any you know fan. It is it is a must do. Well, we have uh, we have Mike Schmidt coming in to speak to the group this morning. And awesome. one, of the, one of the questions that we're all going to ask him is what's what's it like to win in Philadelphia? Because we only have the experience that we have. This new group, new right. group of coaches, new group of players. Nobody was around for the the parade on Broad Street, right? Mike has a pretty good understanding of that. So it's going to be fun to say, hey, the, did it feel something like this? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah, want, yeah, we, want, awesome. we want to make that correlation. 
Gabe, I want to I want to thank you for last year. You uh, you surprised me by saying that I got to throw out the first pitch, which was a lot of fun, and, and playing catch with you on the on the sidelines was great too. Was or great. On the, uh, by the uh, uh, the dugout, that was a lot of fun. I've been demoted because today uh, I'm vending hot dogs. <laughs> oh, good. Wait, yeah. seriously? Yeah. But nope. honestly, no no job too small. <laughs> nope. No job too he's small. Just, he's just as excited about that. Actually, I am yeah. pretty excited about it. I think I want to do beer though. You're gonna I'm, do I'm, beer? I've always wanted to. You're gonna cold. throw beer? I've always wanted to yell cold beer. So well, I, I get to do that. I, I think like there's a there's a step from like vending hot dogs. At some point on the field, are you going to shoot hot dogs and t-shirts? Ooh, into yeah. yeah. He yeah. wants to use the shrimp gun. That looks really cool. <laughs> I don't know the shrimp gun. <laughs> you just fire shrimp just... cocktail out of Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. I'm, I'm picturing like martini glasses with, with, with yeah. shrimp and cocktail oh flying you're... all over the Gabe, place. Gabe, it's amazing. It is, it is. Uh, well, listen, uh, we know you got work today. Uh, you know, you got to, you got to get to it. And uh, we're going to be, we have a, a number of guys that are going to be coming by this morning. So we'll spend some time. We appreciate the time. And uh, yeah. uh, we're, we're excited about the season. And happy to be here again. So, who, who do you have coming on? You, we got Arietta coming by. Sweet. We got Reese stopping by. Uh, and uh, I think, right? Yeah, John Scott's going to stop by as well. Yeah. So, uh, Larry Bowen and uh, Charlie Manuel are coming by. Too. And Mr. John Brazier, apparently. <laughs> John, the, awesome. That's standing right for. behind us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always, always looking over your shoulder, making sure you're doing a good job. <laughs> He's Listen. like the, the ghost of a loved one that passed. And and if you want to mention to Bryce that we're nice people and he's got a couple of minutes, we'd love to say hi. You know, but I know he's he's a busy guy. He's working the shrimp cannon. I I always think that the draw is maybe we get to talk rock and roll, and we never get to. Wow. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? What, who are you a fan of? What, I'm a what? I'm a I'm a music freak. I mean, are I you really all day long? But I I thought we might end up talking a little Eddie Vedder. Well, um, he just announced a uh, solo European solo. Yeah, well, you'll be working. It's in the summer, yeah. uh, but a solo tour throughout Europe. And uh, but there's going to be two uh, shows at the ballpark uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend. You ever seen a, a concert at uh, Citizens Bank Park? I have not. I did catch Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam at Wrigley, which was wow. incredible. Oh and, man! And I've seen some incredible shows at Fenway, but I would love to catch a few shows at CBP. Yeah, we How got many to, Pearl Jam Vetter fans are there on the the fields? Uh, a a lot. 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 I was going to say, yeah, Jake's yeah. a good guy to ask about Pearl Jam. For yeah, sure. I mean, there's a lot, lot of, lot of. I guess Nick, well, you're in good company. Yeah, I mean, Eddie's a huge baseball fan. I, you know, the, so is McCready. But it, it's cool to see when those guys become fans of ball players because they mm-hmm. were fans of, of Arietta and uh, you know, especially when sure. playing for the Cubs, of course. But uh, there's yeah. that mutual respect thing. Yeah, right? like all ba- all baseball players, all athletes would love to be rock stars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it also kind of stinks because I, as far as baseball players are concerned. They're like, they're working during the prime concert Concerts season. Summer, you know? right? No, yeah. I know. Yeah, and like those two big Citizens Bank shows, you're not going to be able to make because you're going to be somewhere else. Clearly, yeah. you know, the ballpark is, is free because you guys are going to be, I don't know where you're going to be Memorial Day weekend. Dude, that are you awesome. saying there's not a lot of good shows in February in Philly? <laughs> well, no, no. not outdoor shows. Not outdoor yeah, yeah. shows. That's hey, what I meant. Yeah. So, so uh, rock stars want to be sports stars. Sports stars want to be rock stars. You have a chance fantasy-wise. What what do you play in a rock band? Are you are you, are you a singer? Are you a drummer, guitarist? Yeah. What would you do? Well, I, I play the bass guitar and I play the drums. and I play, you? I play both poorly, yeah. like really. Really, really bad. But I mean, I like hold a groove for a quick second on on both instruments. So I, I think I'd probably like to be a bass guitarist if I could do anything. Yeah, yeah, that'd be my Preston. Step. Here's your all star because Preston is a great drummer. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we could start something. An all star band. Work on that in the office. Next time we have you that. on, it's just no baseball, nothing but rock. We'll just talk music. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I would love that. Would be a really fun. Are conversation. there any musician players on the on the team right now? Anybody plays a guitar? We do have actually a competition going on, but I don't I don't know how closely you know. Uh, Cole Irvin, one of our left-handed pitchers, and Tyler Gilbert, another one of our left-handed pitchers. 
They're they, both they, cello they, players, correct? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they, they're both, uh, they're, they're making, each making a track. And, really? Yeah. Ah. So, and we're going, they're going to compete and whoever has the better track. So it's kind of like a spring training anthem slash early season anthem. Oh, we're going to try to make it wow. kind of go viral. They're both really good. I've listened to them both. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like high, high quality. It's interesting. Does that happen often in, in the, uh, you know, in the clubhouse that, that you guys have, um, a thing going on? I mean, uh, like example, the flyers have the, uh, the helmet, you know, yeah. that they've been, that they pass around. It's kind of a fun thing that goes throughout the season. Uh, are there little competitions like that that might take place? It's kind of under the radar just for the guys. Yeah. I mean, they're not that under the radar. They're just and and kind of competitions that you might expect, right? Ping pong, okay, music. We <laughs> yeah. have a, we have a three point competition going on later in the day over in the Carpenter Complex, which for those of you listening is a place where our minor leaguers train, which is about a half a block away from where we're talking right now. Right. Um, so we'll do that three point contest. We want to create as much fun as we possibly can. We know that the grind is coming and it yeah. is going to beat us all down. So come you know November first, we want to look back to spring training. And say, hey, remember how it all. Start. And that's an essential yeah. element is, yeah. is you got to have that com- camaraderie forged early uh, to carry through the season. So, yeah, that's very cool. So with spring training going on, it, it is uh, it's not all business, right? And I mean, you guys do have a little bit of fun, just a, a tiny little bit. And I, you know, as a fan, I want to make sure that you guys are kind of being, you know, can unwind just a little bit. So what do you we need that balance, right? We, yeah. need, we need to we need to work like animals in the morning and, and sweat and grind and get after it and then. You know, when the day's over, we need to we need to bond, and and some of the ways that we bond is is through laughter, it's through food, it's through competition, um, it's through deep conversation, and is it through the evening half hour bass solo presented by? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I I can only dream about that uh, on the stadium sound system. How yeah, cool would yeah, that be? Yeah. For Christ's sake, you could take us through some uh, some yes. Oh wow! Oh yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll work on that. So next next time we have this conversation, a little I, roundabout, I can, I can deliver on that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, next time it's all music. We'll we'll have our conversation, but uh, we'll let you get to work, and uh, we got to get to work too. So uh, we appreciate you stopping by, man. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Gabe Kapler, guys. Awesome. Spring training is on. Listen, we're going to take a break. We need to do that right now. We'll come back in just a moment. The entertainment report, stupid question, that stuff is on the way. We are in Clearwater, ninety-three-three WMMR. Be right back. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do a stupid question this morning. Going to give away a pair of tickets as the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival is hosting the first ever Atlantic City Beer Week, March twenty fifth through the thirty first. Okay, we can turn that down, Jason. We we heard that loud and clear over here. All right, so stupid question that I have for you this morning. 
is, uh, you know, okay, you're going to have to do a little research. I doubt anybody's going to know this off the top of their head, but I saw this driving on the way in. What is the mascot for Clearwater High School? 215-263-WMMR. Did you know that uh, Bill Burns from our sales department went to high school there? Yeah, I saw a big statue of Bill. (laughs) No. It's him riding a ferret. Casey, you know what's funny? When we passed this morning, Marissa told me the same bit of info. I had no idea. Well, maybe Bill can call him with the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the uh, answer to that. So, uh, Clearwater High School, what is their mascot? Uh, I will go through some birthdays today. While we are awaiting your answer, today is the 13th, 15th day of uh, March, and a lot of musical birthdays. We'll start with uh, Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. Uh, he is 47 years old. And new Blink uh, material coming out, right? Yeah, they're talking about that. And they uh, say it's a throwback to the first time we heard Blink. That's what they said. Kind of anything goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what uh, one of the band, I forgot uh, who was quoted as saying that, but um, uh, Mark Hoppus is 47 today. Mark McGrath, lead singer of Sugar Ray. It's big day for Marks. Uh, 51 years old. Yeah, Le- a big day for lead singers, too, because it's also... D. Snyder's birthday, wow. and it's Brett Michaels' birthday. So, Twisted Sister, Poison, D. Snyder is 64. Uh, Brett Michaels is celebrating his 56th birthday. What's the deal with his health? Because, you know, remember he had he had a, like a, a brain bleed situation yeah. for a while, and mm-hmm. obviously he has diabetes. He, he was the one who was clocked with that uh, descending curtain, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I remember that video. It was kind of funny, but he got hurt. <laughs> Sorry, it was uh, kind of funny. Steve, I have heard nothing about Brett All Michaels right. in, in uh, quite a while. but Because uh, I, I, I'm on a site now called What's Up with Brett Michaels. And, and it doesn't no indicate? You figured it'd be updated. You would think a, little bit a more site frequently. named that. I mean, it's the whole focus. Uh, also, actor Kellen Lutz uh, from the Twilight movies is 34. Uh, the great Judd Hirsch. Yes. We had a chance to talk to him a couple of years ago. Super nice guy in tag. Uh, and lots of movies. Uh, he is 84 today. Uh, also, uh, Eva Longoria. Oh, Kathy Saver. Yep, she she's loves your her. doppelganger, right? When we uh, the MMO that, movie is oh, made. I sure as hell hope so. I casted uh, her. Yeah. Uh, so she was in that terrible movie. Remember? I uh, made love to a dead body. Yeah, she was. Yeah, a, uh, yeah she was a ghost. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Over her dead body. Over her dead body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought you it was, know, I, I made love to a dead body. And I, <laughs> I ended up watching like the final scene in that, and I was like, "What the? What, what the, the hell, hell is this? Is she going to bang that thing or what?" <laughs> no, she was great in Desperate Housewives. She is forty-four years old today. Uh, Will I am the rapper, musician, and actor. Uh, is 44 today. He made his way into the uh, Marvel realm and the X Men. He was in that. It was in the movie. It wasn't so good. It was uh, the, it the Wolverine. Was Wolverine, movie. right? Yeah. So it, it was Origins. Wolverine, Origins. Yeah. He yeah. he was good. And there were a few characters they burned off there. And one of your favorite Gambit is portrayed yeah. in the movie. And they really didn't do him justice. No, they need to do a better job. He's uh, 44 today. Uh, Steve David Cronenberg. I'll let you handle some of the, the because you're a big director uh, fan. Uh, Ringers, The Fly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Videodrome. Videodrome, yeah. On and, and on and on. Uh, History of Violence. History of Violence is so good. And that movie uh, Crash, right? That's him as well. Did he do Crash? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's 76 today. Uh, Jimmy Swaggart. Oh, oh, I have sinned. Uh-huh. I made love to a dead body. <laughs> Just like in that Evil Longoria movie. <laughs> no, the guy, you want to talk about hubris. He's the very definition. He's railing against sinning at the same time he's banging strip mall motel hookers. <laughs> he's 84 today. RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, celebrates her birthday today. 
Uh, she is 86 years so old. So there was a documentary about her that was up for an Oscar. Yes. I think it was called RBG. It yeah, was, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I do want to see that. Okay. Her, uh, now, it's it's mostly martial arts. Yeah. Just yeah. to let you know. Yeah. Well, what's odd is the uh, the guy that she's dating also celebrates a birthday today, Fabio. So she's uh, with Fabio. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, the male mom. I love to hear the crinkle of your bones when we make love. <laughs> He's 60 years old. We love Fabio. We got stories about Fabio. We don't have time. Honestly, this is not all Fabio today. We spent a lot of time talking to uh, Coach Kapler, so we're, we got to move along and uh, get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, it is uh, Clearwater High School. I was looking for the name of their mascot, 215-263-WMMR is the number. Always a mystery when we first go to the phone lines. Let's see if we can get them to work. I will click on Mike here and see if we have Mike. Uh, can you hear me, Mike? I hear you. Hear me? Yeah, boy. Happy Friday, bitches. Yeah, buddy. We are excited to uh, be in Florida. And just down the street from Spectrum Field is Clearwater High School. What is the name of their mascot, please? Is it the Tornadoes? It is. The Tornadoes. Hang on just a second, Mike. We're going to get information. We're going to set you up with Fair Tickets Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Hosting the first ever Atlantic City Beer Week, March 25th through the 31st. One grand prize winner. We'll also receive an overnight stay on Friday, March 29th. Hey, 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 hey. Tornadoes, tornadoes, tornadoes. At uh, Bally's, you can visit acbeerfest.com for more information. So I thought that was an odd name, the tornadoes, given the fact that a tornado could come through and rip that school apart. Why name it? It's, yeah. It's, it's like the Miami Hurricanes, you know? Right, I guess right, so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. All right. Uh, I have a few stories I'm going to get to. Uh, let's begin with this. Uh, Jesse Smollett pleaded. Not guilty to 16 counts felony disorderly conduct on Thursday. Chicago police have accused him of staging his own racist and homophobic attack January 29th. Uh, he appeared in the Cook County, Chicago court. Uh, free on bail was granted permission to travel to L.A. and New York City for work and meetings with lawyers as long as he notifies the court. And he's uh, next set to appear in court in mid-April. Now, meanwhile, Empire's season five mid-season premiere on Fox landed uh, with the first new episode since the attack. We talked about that yesterday. Yes. His character, Jamal, appeared in this episode, though uh, Smollett's parts have been cut from the remaining episodes in the season. And according to the rep, ratings for the show... We're down 29%. Oh, that's a lot. And that's a finale. When compared to a comparable uh, show last year. Yeah, exactly. That's not good. The the show is already starting to falter a bit. Yeah. Uh, You know, and people are starting to say, would it be renewed at all? This is not good. But with it, with a scandal like this, or with a with a yeah. uh, you know a, a, a thing hanging over it like that, you would think sometimes it might draw. Yeah. Go, wow. You know. But no, apparently not. So not is, good. I, is he a good actor? I mean, he's okay. No idea. He's, I'd listen, never heard of him until this thing went. Down. I watched the show, the first season, season and a half, and then it, I I, it, I think it sort of went off the rails. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 decent. All right. Yeah. All right. Ben Affleck knows that he hates uh, that you hate uh, his back tattoo, uh, but he doesn't. <laughs> care he opened up about the ink a full color depiction of a phoenix taking flight that covers his entire back uh talked about it on thursday's episode of the ellen DeGeneres show uh plenty was spilled uh about his tattoo last march when photos of him at a beach uh he was filming a triple frontier and they surfaced he uh, acknowledged that the feedback was not so much positive it's a bad tattoo uh he tells ellen it's uh, not something that i sort of keep private it wasn't like i was uh doing photo shoots or whatever we were two hours north of the city on an island in Hawaii, and uh, we didn't know the paparazzi were there, so they got a picture of my tattoo, he said, and sentiment ran, you know, against. Uh, but he stood by the ink, said it's, he said, it's meaningful to me, I like it, I love my tattoo, and I'm very happy That's with fine. it. That's uh, fine. Luckily, I'm the one who has it. 
Uh, two of his exes, though, Jennifer Garner and Jennifer Lopez, have slammed the tattoo. Uh, Garner had told uh, Vanity Fair a while back, it's awful. What are you doing? No, this is what Lopez said. Uh, it's awful. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, when she Don't... talked about it. Uh, she said it like that. Yeah. And uh, on uh, Garner told Vanity Fair, uh, you know we would what we would say in my hometown about that? Bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what anybody says when you get a really bad tattoo. Well, I, I like my tattoo. It's on me. Yeah, yeah of course. Sure what else are you going to say? You'd have to, you'd have to rip your entire... The yeah. thing is freaking huge. But that movie, Triple Frontier, was coming out on Netflix. I, I believe, Nick, you were the first person to show me the trailer. and I thought it was promising looking, but I'm hearing... Oh, really? I'm hearing that it's pretty lousy. I still want to watch it. Uh, I, love yeah. the, I love the actors in it. I love the premise, and uh, we'll see. Wait, is this the is this the cartel one? Yeah, or, triple. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, looks one. interesting. And the, the rite of passage to join the cartel is you have to, you have to get an incredibly bad <laughs> tattoo on your yeah. back. <laughs> but it's got Oscar Isaac and uh, a whole bunch of great actors. And yeah, it debuted on Netflix this week. Whoopi Goldberg shocked audience members and her fellow co-host when she made a surprise return to the View on Thursday. <laughs> Uh, the appearance was her first after her near-death experience battling double pneumonia and sepsis more than a month ago. Yeah, she was apparently really close to dying. Yeah. yeah, she said she when she made the statement that she almost died. Uh, after the audience's excited cries of whoopee died down. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, uh, the, 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 after those died down, uh-huh. the, the 63... Hey, 63-year-old said, uh, this is my first foray out. I'm not there yet. I'm not better, but over the next week and a half, I'll be here more often. Whoopi's got more, like, more down the hall. Oh, really? like Sam Elliott yeah. now, for Christ's sake. <laughs> really? Uh, but she said, uh, I wanted the first foray to be to come and see y'all because I, I kind of missed y'all. Uh, she also said that uh, Joy Behar's crack that uh, she was on maternity leave resonated. She said, I, some, I think some people said to me, so how did you get pregnant? And I couldn't figure out what they were talking about. And then I remembered that Joy had said she's on maternity. Whoopi got the chance to tell her to shut up, bitch, right to her face. <laughs> but she she got a little serious, though. She said, you think you can push through because you've got a little cold. You say, I'm just going to keep going and going. And you think because you've uh, uh, healed quickly before that something crazy can't happen. Well, it can. It, I had double pneumonia and sepsis, and so they had to pump a lot of stuff out of me. This so, is a cautionary tale for all of us. You must really take care of yourself because there is little tiny stuff out there that will kill you that you never think of. Sepsis is the thing whenever, like uh, Dr. Mike, whenever you go into a hospital, you know, you got to be worried about that because that can turn lethal. Yeah, yeah. It's a big issue. Yep. Uh, let's see. How about this? Lori Laughlin, the, the Department of Justice has said that it won't release the mug shots of Lori Laughlin or Felicity Aww. Huffman. I bet you they're gorgeous. Uh, yeah, because they turned themselves in. Well, they had time, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm sure they got ready for it. Uh, both of whom had been accused of bribing officials at the University of California as part of a college admission, admissions uh, cheating scandal. If Laughlin had a sense of humor, what she would have done is put on a Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> messed up her well, hair, and that, tried to look like Nick Nolte. So yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Like, they'll release that of poor... Well, but they're not going to release hers? Well, because she's done up, as they point out. She she knew she was going. She probably looks fine. She held a little thing. And that's well, you know, no, no, no. The reason they're not releasing it, the Department of Justice says, is because the mug, it's not necessary if a suspect isn't at large. Oh, there you but go. But then neither were those neither other ones. Nolte was but sleeping in an the, airport. This is the Department of Justice versus <laughs> right. a local, you know, right. Uh, right. a local uh, uh, police priest. And the difference yeah. is, now we're on it. You guys remember Alan Iverson's mugshot? And he turned himself he in. He turned himself in. <laughs> <laughs> Do me a favor. Yeah. Make me look as crazy yeah. as you possibly can. I mean, you talk about a guy who had the tightest cornrows of anybody All ever. The time. And they always look so good. He used to so so it had to have been a joke. Who is who has the worst of the mug shots? Is it 
I mean, well, it's either the it's, Hall of Fame. It's either Nick Nolte or James Brown. James Brown's is the unbelievable. <laughs> Remember, we used to take the um, the mugshot game to yep. bars with us. Yeah, you know, yeah, Because you could never, almost not even tell who yep. the picture was of. It was like James Brown and Nick Nolte and those guys. Yeah, and what, yeah. they'd have to name the yeah, celebrity? Yeah, name the celebrity. That's yeah, great. yeah, it was a fun game. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Sephora has dropped Laughlin's daughter altogether, Olivia Jade, uh, from her modeling contract in the wake of the scandal. This I mean, It's not her fault. No, you, yes, exactly. You have. You know? but, but here's the deal. The mom, she didn't even want to. So she has, she has a couple of, she was making money off these endorsement deals. Mm-hmm. And the mom and the dad said, you really have to go to college. She's like, all right. She goes and does it. They negotiate this fraudulent deal. They committed this, 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 these crimes. Now she loses the endorsement she had. Just for trying to please the parents. Well, yeah, exactly. Look what they did, though. You know, she she was making something, making a career for herself, making yeah. money for herself, and by paying all of that money to get her into a school, they ruined. They killed it. They killed it. They wanted her to have a career, and they ended up killing her career. Yep. Uh, so the company told TMZ after careful review of recent developments, we have made the decision to end the Sephora collection That's a shame. partnership with Olivia Jade effective immediately, and Hallmark has also cut ties. Uh, with her mom. That so. stings, oh, man. No. The, she's because Lori Laughlin's uh-huh. in a lot of those Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep, that's yep. that's a tough one, I man. Mean, you know what? Unless unless the daughter knew, do we know whether or not we don't? I don't her know. daughter. We don't know. You know, we like, don't know if, for unless sure, they've yeah. they've said that she knew. Okay, then I could see them firing. She her. wondered why though she was never called to go out for football practice because <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was the on the team. team. Yeah, she was a linebacker on the football team. At least that's what the Photoshop picture said. <laughs> so some of this has resulted in funny tweets and the funniest tweet I saw was uh, never forget what Forrest Gump's mom did for him to get him into (laughs) (laughs) that's true your mama sure does care about your schooling boy All right, and then uh, Rosario Dawson is officially uh, confirmed that she is dating Cory Booker Whoa! and I guess Cory Booker is running for president it was so clear you'd see them together constantly they were they were sub canoodling she had said uh, a sub sub canoodling, not an overt canoodle. Wait, uh, is that but a more duplicitous canoodle? Is that a, something that you That's made something up? I made okay, up. I like it's it. Going to stick. She said, "I'm just grateful to be with someone that I respect and love and admire so much." Could you imagine if Rosario Dawson was the first lady? Yes, that'd, that'd be, be pretty, pretty awesome. Wild. I can imagine that. Look at the cans on the first lady. Well, hey, um, yes. Who would be hotter? Who would be the hottest first lady? Then is it still, uh, still Martha Washington? <laughs> still Martha Washington. Dear God. All right, uh, I just have time for one more little story, and I'll share this, even though everybody saw it yesterday, but uh, the uh, Endgame trailer dropped yesterday. Yes. And uh, it's great. Uh, Iron Man notes, in it seems like a thousand years ago, I fought my way out of a cave, and as a new Avengers Endgame trailer dropped, uh, it is produced by uh, Kevin Feige, of course, uh, with, I, I never remember how to pronounce it. It's Feige. Feige. But it didn't reveal too much, the trailer, which I no, like. because that is good. Yeah, I, I, there are trailers that you're like, I, I kind of didn't want to see that before I was in the theater, and this one was a lot of recap of yep. what's happened over the last 10, 11 years. But the word is... They're worried about this one at the box office. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. They're worried that uh, they're going to have to really work to promote this one. Yeah, to hit the Do you know, any, I know people who have not even seen any of the movies who are interested in seeing this. No okay. kidding. Yeah. Um, do you know the running time on this? I'm, I, oh, yeah, it was like two uh, I hope it's five hours. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. I will sit in a theater for th- five hours. As long as it could possibly be, that's what I want it to be. Uh, April 26th, that's when it opens. So freaking cool. It is close. So, All right, uh, you know what? Today is Friday, and we usually go through some movie openings, so I will go ahead and do that now, if you nice. don't mind. And uh, we have the official... 
Music, Casey, would you, if you could hit it, please. Well, we're just waiting for things to uh, warm up a little bit. You hit the button, and then you got to wait. Like, well, for sure. There it is. Cord, yeah. yeah. There it is. All right, so a uh, few movies opening this weekend. We'll give you a heads up on what to expect at the box office <laughs> with much fanfare on the Preston and Steve Show movie opening segment live from Clearwater, Florida. Okay, here we go. Uh, first movie I'm going to mention is Captive State. Oh, this looks interesting. Fantasy thriller directed by Rupert Wyatt, and it stars John Goodman, Ashton Sanders, Jonathan Majors, a bunch of other people I've never heard of. Oh, no, Vera, Vera Famigia, uh is in it as well, and D.B. Sweeney. Uh, almost 10 years ago, after an alien invasion, survivors on both sides try to live their lives. Rated PG-13, hour and 49 minutes uh, long, and it has not been released for uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's not a good sign. So I don't know uh, what the critics have said of it yet. Uh, Also opening this weekend is Wonder Park. It's a family film, and lending their voices to the cast are Jennifer Gardner, Kenan Thompson, Mila Kunis, Ken Jeong, John Oliver, Matthew Broderick, and Ken Hudson Campbell. They've promoted the crap out of this thing. It's about uh, June's imagination comes to life at an amusement park. It's rated PG, hour 26 minutes long, 23% so far. Oof. Of the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so so good. <laughs> they were promoting it on AFV. Uh, like constantly. Uh-huh. And then even the news, you know, the ABC channels will do it. Uh, ABC is a... Uh, sub, uh, subdivision of uh, Disney. Uh, and also opening this weekend is Five Feet Apart. It's a drama-slash-romance directed by Justin Baldani. Uh, stars Cole Sprouse, Haley Lou Richardson. Uh, no, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. Uh, and it's about Stella's life. Uh, I'm excited about this. Turned on its head when Will arrives at the hospital where they are both being treated for cystic fibrosis. Okay, so, so you know what the deal is? that you, comedy. You can't get, and that, we talked about this on the air, you can't get more if you have cystic fibrosis and you get within the five, six feet of someone else who has yeah. it. It could be lethal for you. Yes. Is that what it, it, that's what it yes. pertains to? No kidding. That's the story. So maybe so they, they, they fall in love, and they can't, but they can't touch. Aww. But what they do is they, they attach, um, like he attaches a rubber finger to the end of a fishing pole. Okay. And yeah. uses that to stimulate her. <laughs> It's good that you listen. You have Dude, to you have be. to make do, Kathy. <laughs> you got to be resourceful. I need some laughs. PG thirteen, two hours long, forty two uh, percent at uh, Rotten Tomatoes. All right, uh, and now we do clips. So drum roll, please, All and right. then uh, Jason, get yourself ready. So we're going to start with a clip. Actually, about both two of the movies that I mentioned already. Oh, that's so good. We're going to learn more about movies we don't want to see. Five Feet Apart follows two teenagers (laughs) with life-threatening illnesses who meet in the hospital and fall in love. In this clip, Cole Sprouse talks about director. Don't worry about the drama. Okay, thanks. Uh, Talks about Justin Baldani's personal connection to the content. Hit it, Jason. I want to feel like a muse for someone who's truly, truly passionate about the source material. And Justin is. He's been making documentaries about this kind of content really before he started acting. And this has been his brain child for years and years and years five feet apart is in theaters today let's do the next clip in a new animated film wonder park the imagination and determination of a wildly creative girl brings her fantasy amusement park to life and here ken jong discusses the biggest takeaway from the movie hit it please i just think it's really about it to use your imagination you know, we're all on our phones, I'm, and I'm really talking about myself, you know. I'm always in my head and on my phone, on my tech stuff. And, and in this business of show, you know, it's none of that matters. It all starts about creating and to always not be afraid to create. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> 
Wonder Park opens today, by the way. And there you go. Oh, we pulled it off. How about that? And Preston? Yes. Sun rising on the right here. Uh, By the way, again, just remind people, last year we were wearing coats. Kathy actually brought hand warmers in anticipation of what the temperature would be here this morning. I brought hand warmers. And I'm wearing shorts and T-shirts. It is. I'm I'm looking at my temp gauge right here. It's 68 degrees. That is totally workable. And the sun is just coming up. So it's going to be a toasty. We're getting up to like 80 degrees today. It's going to be really cool. All right, so I saw some whispering going on uh, between John Brazier. Yeah. What's up? So we're going to have Reese uh, Hoskins and Scott Kingery stop by in the next break. So we're just trying to figure out uh, the exact timing, but it, they're coming up next. All right. I love it, man. This is very, very fun. It's uh, it's it's exciting. Uh and we already feel great. Spent some time talking to Gabe Kapler. What a guy. He gets you motivated. He absolutely does. He's the right man for the job. So uh, we'll take a break. It's spring training. We are live at Spectrum Field, courtesy of our friends at Xfinity, sponsoring our spring break, our spring training, which is really yeah. kind of like a little <laughs> for us, mini spring, spring break, break for yeah. us. Uh, and uh, we'll come back with more on 93.3 WMMR. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Thank you very much, Kathy. And uh, a few other thank yous. Uh, Xfinity, our sponsor. Uh, and uh, who would you say scheduled the baseball music? Was that you or Nick? You had said that. Yes, yeah, uh, Chuck and Sarah. Nothing but baseball songs all morning. I uh, see. Yeah. I like that. And by the way, we are on Facebook. We're stream- you can watch a video now of us sitting here right next to uh, Frenchie's, this uh, iconic location here at Spectrum Field. And uh, it'll be packed with people bellying up to the bar at about 1030. Last year it was getting bombed with, uh, with balls, baseballs. Yeah. Yeah, man. I brought my glove, dude. It's pretty hilarious. All right, we're going to welcome uh, two friends back to our microphones, please. From your Philadelphia Phillies, give some love to Scott Kingery and Reese Hoskins. Yay! Good to see you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course, man. Absolutely. And uh, you know, yeah, we were talking about we're we're right here in the blast zone uh, because I don't know if BP started and we were still sitting here, and yep. all of a sudden we start hearing <laughs> wham. Yeah, oh. we, start, we start hearing some shrapnel. It's land. cool. It's cool for us because we see something from from home plate that we don't normally see. Yeah, so you want to hit it right. You kill automatically it. becomes target. <laughs> Yo, all right. So out. it's <laughs> like being on a driving range. And yeah, they, they take the cart out. Right. Yeah, go clean up the balls. Yeah. You're like hit it. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I brought my gloves specifically for that, uh, Reese. Your home run on Saturday yeah. was a thing of beauty. He the, played. He's like, you've got to hear the sound of this alone. Uh, the crack of it coming off the bat was pretty amazing. I. Uh, it was the best sounding home run that I can think of in, in in recent history. And it was the ball was hit so far that the the camera lost it. So we haven't. And you're probably not looking where it landed. Yeah. You have no idea where no it clue. landed. No clue. I just made sure it was going to be fair and. Put yeah, my head down and run. It was well, awesome. It's and, the beginning and, of the legend, right? And I should probably know this, but you do this as you're rounding second. What yep. is uh, you like? A, it's like the Texas Longhorn thing. Well, it, I'm actually I have no affiliation to Texas, so it has nothing to do with Texas or Texas Longhorns. Um, last year, a couple guys in the bullpen um, just told me to keep rocking on. Oh, okay. all right. So you know, I I looked out one day and they were going nuts after I hit a home run, so I kind of gave it to them and kind of just stuck. Right. And so that's what you do every that's time. That's what now. I do. Just right, rock so on with the bullpen, guys. If you can do it for double, you, right? We talked about that chance. last year. And you did yeah. a home run for me last year. Cesar did. But uh, how about the shocker? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away you with that. You can't get away with no, that. No, you can't no. get away that at a family stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's Hawaiian. It's right, right, right. That's right. how we open pineapples. Uh, oh man. 
Uh, we just had uh, Gabe on, and uh, you know he's uh, obviously excited about uh, the prospect of this season. Obviously, there's a there's a lot. Listen, it's all the talk that uh, you know the Bryce is on the team, and and uh, I had asked him about that being a distraction as far as you know being the big story and so on. Uh, and he said it's great to have that kind of attention and those higher expectations that that fans have. I would know. I've never been in that position. You know, we where just it, don't win. We just no, but but I mean, where you have super super high expectations. Yeah, yeah. But he likes it that way. Uh, can you guys speak to that? I mean, would you rather have people saying going into the the season saying this is it, or going into the season saying, well, let's see what happens? I don't know. I mean, for us, I think um, I think we all have the same expectations, and you know, when we get a guy like Bryce, there's uh, obviously a little bit more added on top of that. But um, you know, we, we knew what we had coming in with the with the moves we made in the off season, and to add Bryce, um, you know, I think we're all excited. And, uh, I think from a fan's perspective, last year really was an interesting year because it was a wait-and-see kind of a thing. People were excited about it, but not the level that they are in 2019. And then you guys got off to that awesome start and were in first place a, a lot of the season. And I don't know what happened in August and September. Um, at this point, I don't really care because I'm looking forward to this season. Um, so last season, people sort of were just waiting to see how it all played out. This year, we look at the success from last year, and we're like, oh, and we added Segura, and we added Bryce Harper, and we added Real Muto, and all these guys. Um, and now the expectation level is is much higher, which is, I'm sure, pressure for you guys, but it also really adds a level of excitement for everybody. Yeah, and you'll see you know, throughout this weekend, obviously it's, a, it's an exciting weekend with St. Patrick's Day, but there's just kind of a different level of buzz, a different electricity, I think, around this team. Um, you talk about expectations. I think... Outside expectations only just raises the bar for yourself yeah. Um, internally. And that kind of, not that we're not holding each other accountable, but that outside expectation, that outside pressure, if you want to call it, um, that kind of raises the bar for us in itself as a, as a group. Um, you know, we're excited about this team too. It gives you, it gives you yeah. something to, to, to react to. I mean, so, you, you know, I mean, it's, it's, um, and Preston always points out this factor, and you know, the, the, obviously, you know, fans can be fickle. But the truth <laughs> of the matter is, of course, you want to. You know, no matter wh- whether you had your job, you, had, you always want. It's your job. It's incentivized to do that, and just for the love of the game. Right. So, so yeah, on, on a certain level, I guess it's 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 a double edged sword. It's wonderful. You have this new, these new shiny things, but you also it's it's you got to get down and do it, and that that still holds true. You That's know? why we're here, right? Yeah. 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 So, hey, it's a long season, by the way. Can you talk about that? Can you talk about the grind and getting into uh, August and September? And, um, you know, you guys are both fairly young. And, yeah. and so 162 games is, is kind of new for you guys. So can you talk about that? Yeah, Scott, Scott, I think, went, you know, I had a little bit of a head start on Scott with being called up in 2017 and kind of being able to get my feet wet. But you might be able to speak some to a lot of the travel and kind of figuring out things for the first time. Oh, yeah. I mean, first time it was uh definitely a learning learning process um you just don't know what to expect really um it's kind of a complete opposite of what you see in the minor leagues and for me it took a while to get used to and it's it's a grind um do you talk to the veterans about that about you know because they they think it's different yeah it's different for everybody yeah i think it probably was different for me for for him uh, maybe for some of the other guys you talk about some of the veterans having experience obviously you lean on those guys but i think 
the game now is so different from when it was even five years ago. That yeah. I'm sure at know. the end of the day, it's Unky John Brazier that helps you get your horse. <laughs> Shout out, John. Thank you, John. It helps you get, in times of crisis, <laughs> the reliable one. No, it's all about fun, you know. That's part of the game, right? That's part of the learning curve that, that everybody goes through. And um, it kind of adds a challenge, obviously, on top of the game itself. But we're, we're competitors. We, yeah. That's what we do. Now, you guys, I'm sorry, Preston. Go ahead. I was going to say, outside of game, I was going to yeah. go outside of baseball for a moment. One of the things that Casey's always excited about when we come huh. down here and we've never done is that the very first Hooters ever is here in Clearwater. <laughs> and he hasn't been. No, we drove past it. Drove past I, it. I, we almost went there. Ooh. But I had a vegetarian in the car. Mm. and uh, They don't have vegetarian they, at no, Hooters? No, they don't like the hell? Isn't they, that the big sell? <laughs> vegetarian food here at Hooters? No, you know, she does eat seafood. Um, but and they do have like crabs and shrimp and stuff like that. But I want him. I want oh, well, more for her. Well, they're losing to a place across the street, Harry Clams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know if you guys have been there and if it's a big deal or not. Good wings. Good wings. Good wings. Yeah. Good wings. That's brought, you got for me, huh? You brought your uh, dog down with you, and you, you had him yeah. at the field the other day. Yeah. So he's been out here a couple times. Obviously, a big grassy area. He's all about. Do you have um, to watch that? Because do you have, to have your yeah, poop, so your pooper scooper it's, with you. It's pretty funny. We had something out here on the actual stadium field. The, the first couple of times we kind of out here on the backfields, and um, it was the morning. Yeah, pretty early in the morning when I get here, and um, we were filming something with him, and you know he's sprinting around, loving life. I have a ball that I'm throwing back and forth, and. He kind of goes off, and I'm like, oh, God, where's he going to go? <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, you know, he stops basically right behind the pitcher's mound, and I guess <laughs> does, does you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do it on the grass or in the in – Right on the grass. Okay. Oh. Yeah, right on is the it grass. a doodle? What is it? Uh, it's a golden retriever. Okay. Yeah, he's a golden retriever. Best dogs ever. Nah, yeah. I've had three. What was uh, hey Reese? What was Japan like um, outside of baseball? You went over there and, and played some, but you yeah. had to spend. Steve is probably top top of your bucket list. That's top of my bucket list. To travel to Japan. I yeah. just I'm fascinated by the culture and the whole deal. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting culture. Very yeah. very disciplined. They say um, the people that have lived there for decades are just scratching the surface of what. Yeah, I can so, imagine. It's it's so different. It yeah, is so yeah. different. Um, you know they've they've really mastered the. There's not a whole lot of space, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's quite fascinating that basically the whole city, the the shopping, the food um, is all underground. Yeah. Um, you know, basically the only things that you see when you're walking around the streets are office buildings. And I've heard really? they, it's they incredibly they, clean. They rock ramen like nobody's oh, business. Oh man! Yeah, like that's yeah, the yeah, big yeah. thing. That's right? all I ate. That's all. Yeah, I ate. yeah. Ramen yeah. And, <laughs> and fresh fish and and sushi and it. Obviously, the food is fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. I was warned, don't go over there and eat the sushi because you won't want to eat it when you get back. <laughs> really? We have uh, heard that they have some wild vending machines over there, <laughs> right? Like weird stuff in vending machines, right? Yeah. What yeah. was the weirdest you saw? Um, I saw fried snake. Oh, my God. Yeah. In a vending machine. Oh. Yep. What? Did you get it? No, 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 no. Oh, you got to get that. Terrified of snakes. So. Really? Go. That's not going to do it for me. And they, the live snakes were in the other yeah. vending machine. <laughs> yeah. Well, All right, terrified of snakes. How about alligators? Casey's also fascinated with seeing an alligator in Florida. Have you seen any at all? I don't all? think I've seen one yet. No? Yeah, I've seen some on golf courses. You know, yep. I, like, I hit the ball in the water a ton, so I'm, mm. I find myself. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm... 
I've golfed down here so many times, and the only wildlife I've seen on a golf course was that mangy raccoon. Remember that? I remember that. Well, they just had footage of a of an enormous Dinosaur. gator crossing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going a Jurassic Park sized alligator. Listen, and and uh, like Reese was saying, you play golf here, though. You hit it into their areas that say sign that have signs that say Absolutely. "Don't go in here." Yep. Do not, and not just gator snakes and all. Dummies that stuff. still do though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So Scott, you have an identical twin. I do identical yeah. twin brother. Yep. Yeah. So, so you know, we we are always thinking. Well, TV leads us to believe this in movies <laughs> that that would be a super cool thing to. Obviously, you love your brother. Super cool, or sort of a pain in the ass, or a fifty-fifty split. A L- little bit of both. Yeah. Um, the good thing is, like growing up, you always had someone to hang out with. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You never had to worry about you know going over to some, a friend's house or anything. You always had someone right there with you. But um, and if you're without a mirror, you could just look at each other and mimic, right? <laughs> I know what I look like. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing you got. You guys are both good looking because ugly twice is terrible. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, did, that's. Did you ever play the old switcheroo game? Yeah, we did. Um, okay. Back in uh, in high school, we made it until the last hour of the day. But yeah, I don't think the teachers had any idea. Yeah. You just, could you imagine two of these guys walking around high school uh, and trying no. to compete with that? No. <laughs> Scott, we had, uh, we had Jose Canseco on the show a few years ago in studio and. Uh, I I'm fairly convinced it was Ozzy that came in studio. I don't think because all of Ozzy, no Ozzy Canseco his twin brother. Yeah, yeah I yeah. because he was sending him out to do PR stuff. He wore I, sunglasses the whole time. He wore sunglasses. He, he kind of was a jerk. It wasn't the the nicest interview. And it's we've ever hard had. because they're both dicks, so yeah. it's, it's hard to distinguish. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely his brother. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I, I mean up until that did, point, did I never you ever, knew did you, that he had a. Did you ever do the deal? Did you ever do the old, uh, no, you know, someone passed, you know, go out and, and one pass with you? Not for dating, but just. Um, I mean, yeah, we did it in, in, in high school, but I was actually thinking about bringing them here and, and send them in the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, have them go sit at my locker, maybe put on their <laughs> uniform and, and walk around. See That's got to be cool. That's got to yeah. be cool. Yeah. Play. You know, Scott's really having an off day. <laughs> or or uh, you'd like to, you know, what the thing to do is to find out what people think about, you know. You know yeah. what? Are you still, I mean, honestly, God, like suppose there was a concert you wanted to go to. And it was the middle of the season. You're like, man, I really want to go to the show, but I can't because I got to play baseball. But you know what? I'm not playing today because uh, do you usually play when it's right-handed or left-handed pitchers? Um, left-handed. Usually. Okay. So, so the pitcher's pitching that you won't have to bat against. You, you know, dude, can you go in for me? I'm gonna. Go, I really want to go see Dirk Bentley. It's like the, 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 the really the big Dirk Bentley. Yes, I really want to see Demi Lovato. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that, that'd be kind of cool. That would be. Kind, yeah. I, that would be. So, are, wait, hang on. Are you Scott Kingery? <laughs> I guess you'll never know. <laughs> Son of a, he's pulling a Conseco on him. <laughs> Send my brother to that show. So, uh, Reese, according to our uh, uh, info here, you uh, you did a uh, you you donned a, uh, a, a secret identity, correct? Recently, I did. Uh, not so recently. Last year, I think at the end of the year, um, had a little fun, put a wig on, some glasses, a hat, and, and was an employee of the team store. You're working in the in the, uh, the store, and and uh, at any, I mean, honestly. And we've talked about this. We were just talking about this earlier. Sometimes when you see someone out of their element who you know, you they know. They did it with Brent Selleck. Right. Yeah. right. You're talking he about a, to a, a, yeah, a guy who's a, a moving mountain. <laughs> yes. And people, they're just contextually, they're not, I don't see this person here. So right. I guess it's an employee. Yeah. Did you get recognized? Uh, a couple times. Yeah. But I was actually really surprised about how 
much I did it. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, were you insulted? No, not at all. But the, the wig itself was just so bad, Carol. so greasy. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, come on, like, do you really think this is my hair? <laughs> um, anybody uh, bad mouth you? No, okay. No, but I had a couple of people pronounce my name wrong, which I've had that my whole life. But it's just kind of like, okay, like, I, I, I get it. This is where I'm at. And what do you get the most often on the mispronunciation? Uh, rise. Rise. Yeah. Rise. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And have you speaking of a bad mouthing? Have you have you ever heard someone talking about you not knowing that you were right there? Either one of you guys. Um, I have not run into that conversation. Okay. Thankfully, yet I'm sure it's coming because yeah, it, it's a matter of time. Sure, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't. Have you? No. Have you had that? Um, I know. Maybe they were talking about Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Always about Jose Canseco. Uh, is your brother here by any chance, or is he back? He is home? In, He's in. A, he's in Chicago right now. Okay. Oh, Chicago's getting warmed, right? Are they? They're in the thick of it. Yeah, he's having a great time. <laughs> what does he do? He um, he works for a, a company kind of like waste management. That's where he started in Arizona and uh, moved out to Chicago. So, at what point did? Because I assume as twin brothers you guys probably did all the same things at what point did you guys separate you leave yourselves? waste management <laughs> no no at what point did you get separate yourselves as far as baseball skill level is concerned um he he, he stopped after high school okay. um but when we he went to northern arizona university and i went down to university of arizona so that's kind of when uh, that was the first time really that we had you know been in separate places so that's got to be a. That's got to be a bit of a. Uh, that, that's something we can't understand. They say, you know, twins. I mean, you always have a buddy. That's that's got to be a little jarring. Yeah, it was it was different. Um, I think it was good for us. You know, kind of just we we've had the same friends growing up. Yeah. And it gave us a chance to kind of branch out and and find our own group of friends. And you know, but when we get back together, it goes right back to normal. That's cool. That's nice. awesome. Well, listen, we know you guys got to get to a meeting. You got stuff going on, so we appreciate you grabbing some time and, and yeah. coming by here. We'll be here for the game today, so we're excited to uh, to be here for the whole thing. Oh, and we might uh, be catching some flies when these guys start oh, to practice. Nice. Yes. Up oh, in about three hours. Remember, yeah. we're a target. Yeah. Aim yeah. for the tent. <laughs> totally forgot. You guys are both invited to my barbecue. Yes. I have not. I don't have a date yet, uh, but you're both invited. Okay. Cool. All you need to bring is just, the barbecue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Scott Kingery and Reese Hoskins. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Great to see you. We are in Clearwater, my friends. We are having a damn good time on this uh, this one day excursion uh, for a live broadcast. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We've got some B file stories and more. We'll return in just a bit. Stay with us, friends. Fresh on the heels of their brand new single, Low High. Five years since their last studio release. Five years since they played Philly. WMMR is pleased to welcome the return of the Black Keys. Black Keys, live in concert. October 14th at Wells Fargo Center. MMR rocks Black Keys music all weekend with plenty of chances to win your way in. All MMR ticket winners qualify for a grand prize concert trip to sunny Sunrise, Florida and meet the band before the show. Tickets on sale Friday, March 22nd at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com. The Black Keys return this fall indoors at the Big Joint. Complete details and contest rules at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thank you very much, Kathy. And thank you to Rodney Bird, yes. engineer extraordinaire, for getting all this stuff set up for us. He got here 
yesterday and got this whole shebang or whole uh, operation uh, ready to go, and uh, it's working as always perfectly. You know, there was a shipping delay with the equipment, too. So no. Had, yeah, you had to kind of hustle yesterday to get everything put together. Well, thank you, Rodney. We appreciate that. And uh, to, to kind of set the stage right now, we're looking at the, the sun coming up to our left here, right by the scoreboard uh, out in uh, center field. The uh, the grounds crew is starting to uh, get things cleaned up. They're, they're working around the bases. Could you imagine if if your lawn looked like that, Preston? Oh, my God. It's it's phenomenal. And the stadium is just, it's, you know, it's compact size. Uh, You know, you're used to seeing these guys in in Citizens Bank Park, that really big uh, building. Uh, If if you ever have a chance, if you're a Phillies fan, you owe it to yourself to come down here for this part of the preseason and really get up close and personal to the team. They're very accessible. Uh, the stadium is great. Like I said, you're right on top of them. I want to go sit out in the grass, to be honest, in the outfield. You can if you buy a, a standing room ticket only. I mean, you can because you're Preston. But uh, <laughs> if people come down and they watch the game, I've, I've sat out there for games before, and it, all you need is a blanket. Just come. I mean, you don't really even need a blanket, but uh, you can buy a standing room only ticket, hit the tiki bar for a little bit, and then go sit in the grass. Yeah, so uh, we'll start to... We'll start seeing everybody uh, making their way in in a couple hours, and uh, yeah, we're right next to the tiki bar. What's the uh, total attendance? That's a good question. I think it's about twelve plus thirteen 12 plus. on uh, on the craziest of days. And last weekend, uh, for Bryce Harper's debut, there were individual tickets going for sale for two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars oh for a spring training game. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, normally. Those are like uh, twelve to twenty dollars. Hey, you know, listen, I was I stopped what I was doing on Saturday to watch his first. It's exciting, attack. man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Preston? Did you get? Did you get your media pass yet? Okay, yeah, I did. Ahead. Because my picture, <laughs> it looks like I'm a, a college field hockey coach. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. What? I don't even See, know when. It's ancient. That's why one hundred. That's that's definitely not MMR. I look at my old picture. Um, Yours is funny on purpose. Mine's funny by accident. Yeah, that, I don't even know who that is, Case. Oh. oh my god! My picture is from before I worked with you guys. Uh, this is this is not going to mean anything on radio, but I'm just going to show it to you guys. This is Rodney's picture. <laughs> I did that. Uh, in case you didn't know that, in case you didn't know, uh, Rodney Bird is African American, and this picture is not. Is this Chris? Is this a, yeah? This yeah. The guy I, I had to helping us out. I do a du- update the media. Media credentials on Wednesday. I think so. so I did that for Rodney. I love it. That's great. Excellent. Well, I'm going to post my picture uh, okay. on social media. You so should. Please. Please. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. All right. uh, I need to do the bizarre file, so let's get to it. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by French Creek Outfitters. With everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond all the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional information. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? A British man, Case, this is for you. Not saying this will happen to you, but should be warned. A British man contracted a potentially life-threatening bacterial infection in the lining of his skull after he used a cotton swab to clean his ear. Uh, He got an infection in his brain? Yeah, a piece of the cotton got stuck in the 31-year-old man's ear canal, made its way up his skull, and reached the lining of his brain, causing neurological symptoms like seizures, and he was taken to an emergency room after he collapsed. The exact opposite happened to me one time, Preston. I was cleaning my brain, and I got an infection in my ear. That's not supposed to happen. Dr. Alexander Charlton, who treated the man, 
uh, said that the man's seizures could be linked to the bacterial infection caused toxins, causing toxins or brain pressure. Uh, he underwent a CAT scan and was diagnosed with necrotizing otitis externa. That doesn't sound good. Uh, yeah, bacterial infection in the auditory canal. He was able to undergo a minor surgery in which doctors were able to locate and remove the cotton swab. The man had to spend about a week in the hospital and had to take two months of antibiotics to kill the infection. Thankfully, he had no long-term brain or auditory problems. Uh, He has been ordered to swear off using cotton swabs in his ears. Um, This is, uh, okay, so it's a Florida story. And another top city official has been arrested in Port Ritchie. This time it's the acting mayor. And I think this is where... The other guy, remember, was they were going to arrest him at his yes, house. Yes, that's right. And he ended up uh, shooting at police. And, right. He yeah. went on a little bit of a tear. Yeah. Well, now the, the follow-up dude has been arrested. Uh, Terrence Rowe took over the mayor's job last month after last month's mayor of Mayor Dale Mazad. Who steps in now? The librarian? And now Rowe's been charged with conspiracy to commit obstruction of justice. <laughs> what a special agent, town. A special agent said this is a big piece of the former case, which is still active and ongoing. What I can say about this is... If you're not a witness or a subject of any criminal investigation, please don't inject or insert yourself into one. Mm. Investigators say they received information Roe was conspiring to interfere with an active criminal investigation, though they did not immediately specify what investigation. Uh, He's in the county jail on a $15,000 bond. Uh, Police spotted a Texas man with a horse in the bed of his pickup truck while riding down the highway this week. Yes, I saw a picture of this. Yeah, Just witness standing there. took video of the incident and claims the vehicle was traveling at 70 miles an hour. Now, they explained that the horse was hitchhiking. Oh, oh yeah. all right. well, hey, yeah. that's pretty nice of him to do that. Uh, shortly after the video was shot, police pulled over and ticketed him <laughs> for having a taillight out and the... <laughs> That, nothing about the horse. Just, no, no, no. You know your taillights out? All right. Was the horse standing Dude, up? Yeah. Standing up in the back of the truck facing forward. That's 70 miles an hour. 70 miles an hour. Have you ever driven with your dog in the car and you just kind of brake or, or yeah. accelerate a little too fast and they go flying? The yeah. horse had sea legs, so oh, it was good. Okay. Yeah. All right. The it, driver, it did yoga. The driver explained the horse is uh, was in the back, uh, he said, uh, because his trailer was broken and he needed to get the animal. It to, wouldn't fit in the cab. Uh, to work at the stockyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he says that to the cop. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't fit in the cab. That'd yeah. be dangerous. It'd be brushing against the steering wheel. Uh, the man did not get a moving violation because technically it's not illegal, uh, but police reported him for animal cruelty charges. <laughs> Add self-flagellation to the list of ways to get a dangerous viral blood infection. Researchers said Wednesday they were initially puzzled how 10 British men had become infected with a little-known virus because the men hadn't taken risks usually associated with the disease. But then investigators learned that they had participated in blood-shedding religious rituals. These are where they they whip themselves. Cutting or whipping themselves uh, in Iraq, Pakistan, India, and the United Kingdom. Uh, The men were infected with a human T-cell leukemia virus type 1, known as HTLV-1. Most people infected with the virus never develop symptoms, but some develop terrible illnesses, like a deadly blood cancer or a debilitating nervous system condition. If you want to offer yourself up and torture yourself for the Lord, use use, uh, cotton swabs. (laughs) HTLV-1 spreads through breastfeeding, sex, blood transfusion, and sharing of needles. Uh, none of the men in the study had symptoms. They were diagnosed accidentally through tests that uh, preceded blood donations or in vitro fertilization processes. All ten men had participated in, re- in religious self-flagellation. One ritual involves striking the forehead with a knife and then passing it along to other men. 
Never heard of that one. Or uh, striking the back with a chain of blades or other bladed implements. Preston, didn't two guys go halfsies on a fleshlight? <laughs> one guy. <laughs> Nobody, he couldn't get a taker. He couldn't get it. One man said that when he did it, the blades being passed around were soaked in a bucket containing an over-the-counter antiseptic solution. Oh, you're going to like this blade, Hernando. It really hurt. Uh, but that is inadequate to prevent the spread of HTLV-1. Wasn't so. there a crazy albino monk in the Da Vinci Code of, yes. who did all that? Paul, right? Paul yeah. Bettany, right? In the yeah. yeah. Tortured yeah. himself? Silas, I think was his name. Yeah, and he would self-flagellate yeah. uh, to, you know, for penance. I would self-flagellate. Yes, exactly. That's, That's okay. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Golf courses have some challenges, including wildlife. A golfer in British Columbia captured video of an eagle that landed on the green of the second hole at a Vancouver area course and started playing around with the guy's golf ball that he had hit onto the green. And wow. eventually the bird picked up the ball and dropped it in the hole. And so the, what does that count? It doesn't uh, per the rules. That's but BS. I listen, if that happened to me, I would have to I would have to score it an eagle. I mean, right? Yes. Right? It's uh, yeah, yeah. literally and figuratively. It's a freaking eagle. Yeah. The filmer wrote, uh, despite the rules of golf saying I needed to replace the ball, which I did, I missed the putt. This will go down as my hole in one right. story of my life. Not to go off the rails here, but, yes. but uh, so, so, so what if you hit a ball up on the green and say a raccoon came out mm-hmm. and started tapping the ball and it went into the hole. Would that count? No, it wouldn't. Okay. All right, what if it didn't go into the hole? They actually have, uh, you You would have to replace it as best you can is where it was. There are specific rules, uh, rules about even what type of animal uh, gets a hold of the golf ball. It <laughs> yeah. depends on, like, because there are, there are domesticated animals like right. dogs that are scored differently than wild animals. From what I understand, there's some crazy rules. And Got goals. a shih tzu in one on that one. <laughs> All right, and then uh, we'll do one more story and wrap it up. What do we want to end with? How about this one? I held on to this for a little bit. A sheet of ice holding fishermen on Lake Erie broke loose in windy weather last Saturday, sending many of these scr- the many of them scrambling to safety, but leaving nearly four dozen stranded on stranded on an ice floe wow. for three hours, more than a mile offshore. Until emergency crews could rescue them. Forty people. Yeah, on an ice floe. Must have been effing huge. About 100 to 146 fishermen were out on the ice, and they were able to grab the gear and make it back to shore before any additional ice broke Do you off. know where they're heading towards, Preston? Uh-uh. The island of misfit toys. Oh, that's right. That's how they got there. Uh, one of the stranded fishermen, Tony Atkins, said the ice uh, began to crack quickly, and soon there was a huge gap between the ice floe and the shore. He said, thank God the Coast Guard was here for us. Uh, they launched helicopters out of Detroit, and along with local rescue personnel, sent airboats to retrieve the stranded fishermen. Forty-six people were rescued, including two fishermen who were hoisted by helicopter and medically examined. Hoist me next. Yeah, and that is what I have for you in the bizarre file from Clearwater, Florida. The sun is rising. Oh. I have my shades on because I'm looking into the sunrise. Listen. The, 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 you know, it's in the 60s. You can feel the warmth of the sun on your face. Now you know what John Denver was singing about. Listen, we, last night we, we went and got a bite to eat at a restaurant that had seating yeah. right on the water. I don't know if that's a, a bay or, or what is it that, that, that we're surrounded by. but It's an um, estuary. It's not Tampa Bay. We're just a few miles away from that. But um, I, I'm sitting there. I'm going, I don't think I could ever get tired of this. No. I ever get tired of that, the, the, the water and and just how it's just beautiful. We're just drawn to it. And I think yeah. I, I don't know. I. I don't know of anybody I've ever known or met who doesn't 
I want to sit by the water yes. or, or a, a pond or a freaking pool. I, I, sometimes I just stare longingly into my toilet. Yes, I don't why know not? what it is. It's something about water. It's water. It's I, where we, where we, look at it. We're 70% water, right? I rented a uh, a convertible you know, for that very reason. Because of that water in it? No, no, just because it's you're outside and the, the wind flowing yeah. through your hair. Oh, Marissa's hair looked lovely when you guys pulled up to the, <laughs> the hotel, too. <laughs> she just looked like she had, Was it like that? She just looked like she Listen, went skydiving. That scene in Top Secret where they're on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for women, a convertible sounds much better than it actually is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh, by the way, Preston, I think it's old Tampa Bay, that body of water. That's, that body of water. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. We're staying on an area called Sand Key, uh, about, uh, I don't know, 25 minutes uh, from the ballpark. And uh, just a great location. So uh, we will. Uh, we have more to come. We're, we're obviously uh, broadcasting here right next to uh, uh, Frenchie's uh, Tiki Hut. And uh, the game gets started about 105. Um, and you can just feel the excitement. And, and I know people are going to start to, in a couple hours, are going to start making their way into the uh, the ballpark. And uh, Yeah. yeah the, the game. It, it is so cool. And it is mm-hmm. so cool to be a part of. Again, this is from me, who was sort of a uh, initial naysayer. It, you got to come down and, and be a part of it. You yep. ever get the chance. All right. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. We have more guests. I think we might have uh, Larry Bowen and Charlie Manuel on nice. when we return. So stay with us. We will be back in just a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Chester Bennington. Glorious Sun. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Thank you very much, Kathy. It's already been an exciting morning. We started off Gabe Kapler, and then we had uh, Scott Kingery and Reese Hoskins stop by. And now... We got a couple of pinstriped individuals sitting right in front of us. I love that, and we had them on last year. Such great uh, conversationalists and uh, ambassadors of the game. We're really happy to welcome back to our microphones together this time, Charlie Manuel and Larry Boa. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. It's great to see you again. We're see you. Happy to be out here. And listen, I mean, it's so funny because uh, as exciting as it is to meet guys on the current roster and so on. Uh, Nick's girlfriend, Larry, was most excited to meet you of anyone who well, was here. Am I wrong about that? Yes. Yeah. Because she loves Larry, but she really loves oh, Charlie. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, she's got good taste. <laughs> Charlie, uh, in your eyes, in my girlfriend's eyes, you are a living legend, and uh, so she just was thrilled. And Larry, she really thinks you're great. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're great, too. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, but you guys have both won World Series. You mean a lot to a lot of different Philadelphians. And it's just um, it's it's really cool that you take the time to stop by and see us. But it's also just great to see you in Philly's pinstripes. It means uh, as a fan, a lifelong fan, it means a lot to me to see you guys walking around here wearing the Phillies uniform. And I'm sure it means a lot to you guys as well. We, we have a good time down here, Charlie and I. We get to walk around, go down and watch the minor leagues, watch the big leaguers. And uh, there's a. As Charlie can tell, there's a different vibe this year than in the last three or four years. We got we got some good players. Uh, yeah, uh, we were we were talking earlier with uh, um, uh, with Gabe and uh, I call him Gabe and uh, uh, <laughs> G-Caps. Uh, yeah, and he was saying again that listen, it was nothing to sneeze at last year, but there's just a, a little. Well, we know what we you know you you have uh, some shiny pieces as he described them, and, mm-hmm. and that's making everyone just absolutely thrilled out of their their skulls. Yeah, we got a new chandelier this year. (laughs) uh, When you look at it, uh, I'm very excited about it. I know Boy is because we talk every morning and uh, all during the day. And uh, I look at our team, and we're going to score more runs. Uh, Harper's going to make us a better team. 
Uh, he's a tremendous player. He's just now coming into his, uh, uh, you know, like his uh, his uh, prime. Prime, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he's going to play there for a long time. He's yeah. going to be a big player for us. I like That's awesome. Him. I like everything about him. You know, he's got some little boy in him. He loves to play. He loves to hit. He knows a whole lot about his hitting. Yeah. I think Philadelphia is definitely going to like him. Uh, every now and then, though, they'll probably give him a boof. He goes over four, <laughs> but now he'll learn. He'll learn to like that too. Yeah, right. I feel like he needs. You know, he he can't do that right away, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I'm glad he's on our team because I've seen him burn the Phillies on on a few occasions. I want to say it was either last Easter Sunday or two Easter Sundays ago, um, where we had a lead going into the bo- into the ninth inning, and. You know, first base was open. There were two outs, and and they pitched to him. And I'm like, I, and he and he smashed the home run. And, and the Nationals, it was a walk off. And I was like, why? Why are you pitching <laughs> Bryce Harper when first base is open? I just I don't I don't get it. You know. But I'm so glad that that guy is on our team now. Well, you know, I, I, he's I, on I, our team. Yeah. And I think with our lineup the way it is, it, if Bryce happens to go in and want a little a little slump, we have a good enough lineup where we're going to score runs. Yeah. And uh, that takes a lot of pressure off him himself. Because a lot of guys come over here, and they're the man, and they feel, hey, if I don't get hits, we're not going to win. I think we can win if Bryce does go for 4 or 0 for 8 because our lineup is a lot longer yeah. uh, in depth, and uh, we have some professional hitters in there now. I love that you guys love baseball so much, and you can tell how much you guys love baseball because you're still in it. You're still doing it. Um, you know, you're wearing the uniform, and, and, it's, and it's, your, it's your lives. And there's been a lot of chatter about people wanting to change different aspects of the game. And, and I I kind of disagree with it. I was like, why are we changing for people who don't like it? Like, it, those That's people, a good point. Those, Do you have an example? Well, people, they, they want to shorten the game somehow. They, they, want, to, oh, they, want, they want to speed it up Three innings, Preston. Yeah. So can you talk about, you know, individually what you love about this sport? Oh, I love everything about it. I like, uh, matter of fact, uh, I like the second guessing, and uh, like say you're a Yankee fan, I'm a Philly guy. Don't ever say and, that. Uh, <laughs> something happens in the game, you know, like in uh, if there's a close play at second base or first base, whatever, and it dictates uh, probably who won the game. Yeah. And if you're a uh, uh, Yankee fan and uh, the call goes your way, right. the, uh, 20 years from now, you, you see the guy and you'd still be arguing about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. And, like, and that's a part I like about it. It's a competitive game. Uh, we have instant replay nowadays uh, and things like that. And But it, what instant replay to me, it goes, it tells you that uh, umpires have been missing calls in baseball ever since it's been around. Yeah. yeah. And, right, I yeah. mean, that's kind of what I so see. Do, uh, do, you believe, I, do you believe at all? I'm sorry, just on that, on that one question about that. Without the technology, that it breaks, it breaks enough either way. That sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Do you, do you subscribe to that, or do you prefer the technology? Well, I, I think that there's more pressure on umpires now because there's cameras everywhere. Usually, yeah. you, you, you as a player, as a coach, as a manager, when we played, hey, umpires are going to make mistakes just yeah. like you do. But now they're scrutinized so much that. Some of them are afraid to make calls, and right. they're going to go right to the replay. I, I think they're under a lot of pressure, myself. But getting back to the, the first question, this game is meant to be played the way it's played. And there's some people that want to change the game completely. You know, every inning's different. Every game is different. Every uh, the, the pitcher you bring in is different. You can't just... But skills are different. Skills think, are think, you think can't about, just put down this paper and say this is how we're going to play this game. Yeah, it's but different. Th- think about like the skill level it takes to be a fielder, and then the op. 
then batting is something completely different. You, you know what I mean? It's uh, and you know, so like like football, for instance. You know, you have to have a you know you have offense and you have defense. You know, and so like you, you have like a cornerback, right? Who misses an interception? You go, well, that's why you're not a wide receiver because you're not good at catching, but you have speed and all that sort of stuff. But like to be able to you know track a fly ball is way different than being able to track a, a curveball. Right. Anybody can play the game if you stop and think about it. The, the kid that plays for uh, Houston Astros at second base, uh, Altuve. Altuve. Altuve's a little guy. You can uh, judge is a big guy. Ryan Howard's a big guy. Tommy's a big swinger. Jimmy Rollins is a little guy. Yeah. Basically, uh, uh, in baseball, uh, to be a good big league player, you got to play within yourself and be the best player uh, that's going to get you to the big leagues. You know, like where you can get the most out of your talent, and mm-hmm. that's also kind of up to a coach. Yeah. And uh, there's all different kind of players. And my favorite saying, Bo, Bo hears it every day. I must say it a hundred times: <laughs> Know thyself. Know thyself. And that, you know, it's, that guy uh, yes. plays the game. And uh, baseball is a game where people can see all different sizes and makeups, and uh, every every two uh, every hitter that walks up to plate is different. Uh, Ted Williams once told me before. I tell Bo this all the time. He says every he says every at bat's an adventure, and I ask him. I said, well, then every pitch is an adventure, yeah. and then every game is an adventure. And he looks at me and he goes, yes. But in our game, if you stop and think about it. Uh, every day there's a ba- there's baseball games played and there's no two games alike. People will say, well, there's uh, there's things in it that's kind of you know uh, kind of similar, similar. And things like that. But no, the uh, the no two games are alike. Yeah. And after every game, you know, like what do you do? You count. That's when they count the stats. Yeah. And they look over and they get uh, all the all the information, everything like that. But also in every, every baseball game in the big leagues on a, every given night. There's some kind of history made in baseball, so the game is yeah. it's, 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 it goes on. I wanted to touch on something uh, you said, Charlie, about uh, Bryce, and you said that he's got a lot of little kid in him. Uh, and how important is that? The basic playing a game, as opposed to now, obviously you got a job to do, and it's serious, and there are very important things you need to consider and decisions that you need to make. But some of that's got to be just playing ball and having fun. That's just a little passion, a love for the game. Yeah, I, I think it. Uh, people tell me that comes out when I talk, and definitely when Bo talks in our conversation <laughs> and, and who he is and things like that, it comes out. And also the the time that you spend at the ballpark and you've been around, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have baseball. I can fish. I can play golf. <laughs> I can do everything like that, but it gets boring to me. Yeah. Uh, I just wind, wind up going home, and I got I got about four monitors in my uh, room, and I sit there and watch four or five baseball games. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I don't know what I'd do. Let, know, let me I, ask you. You know, I think the one thing about Bryce is if you've watched the games on television, like Charlie and I sit at what place in the dugout, he comes up and wants to talk baseball. Yeah. You, you don't see that with young guys anymore. I mean, they play the game. They're good guys and everything. But this guy wants to talk about baseball. He understands the history of the game. Yeah. He understands who played. He understands how tough it was back in the day. And uh, that's why when Charlie says, he's you know, he's a little kid, that's good. That's well, really good. Will he ask you, like, what, what was Ted Williams like, you know, and things like that? Or right. they're they curious about uh, some of the greats? Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he talks a lot about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, That's we were important. at a golf cart at a cancer event uh, right. a couple of years ago, and you, yeah. you you reeled off more fascinating stories about it. <laughs> it just naturally flows out of you. I wanted to reference um, what you'd said about getting a few boos. Yeah, boos are all right. Do you remember yeah. both your first time you were right. booed in a major right. stadium? Does, does it does it stay with you forever? 
Not really. Yeah, I, I, don't, uh, uh, I don't know about Bo, but to me it doesn't. You know, like I, I used to look at it when they boo me. I, actually, it would relax me. Really? Ah. I'd say, you're so bad. So what? Give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a cool way to think of it, yeah. I think what you have to realize in Philly, and I talk, I talked to Bryce about this, you, you can't take it personal. If you pop up or strike out with the bases loaded, they're mad because the Phillies didn't score runs. And if you're going to listen uh, – to the booze, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. You've right. got to ignore them. It, yeah. it's, it's a way of life in Philly. On the other hand, when you do good, you feel like you're the greatest human being a lot. It's a great feeling. That, that, yeah. In the World Series, Charlie did it yeah. managing. I did it as a player. It's the greatest feeling in the world. And those fans, when you play the way you're supposed to play, yeah. they let you know Can about you describe it. that feeling, though? Like you hit a walk-off and you hear that crowd go crazy, right? It's, like. Because, like, you hear comedians talk about when, 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 when the whole crowd laughs, like, it's, it's almost like a drug. You know, it's so what, what is that it's, feeling like? First of all, it's a blue-collar city. Yeah. And they like you to leave all your emotions right, at their, right out there on the field. So when you do something big to end the game, you feel like you've, you've not only helped your teammates, the whole city got involved in it, even the ones that weren't at the game, listening mm-hmm. to the game on the radio. But it is a blue-collar uh, city, and they want you to give effort every night. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing guys got to do. They come over here that never played here. Every night you got to lay it on the line. Every single not not three times a week, not four times a week, seven nights a week. You got to lay it on the line, and when you do that, you believe me, you're going to have a lot more cheers than booze. Yeah, I just want to point out that right now I am looking to the right, Larry Boa, to the left. Charlie Manuel, in between you guys, as I'm looking across Spectrum Field, is a banner that reads World Champions on the left-hand side, 1980, on the right-hand side, 2008. Um, so you guys were both a part of those teams and, and made those things happen. To me, it's kind of a surreal moment to be able to talk to you, and, and thank you for that. Uh, do you think, let me rephrase, how quickly will there be a third World Champion <laughs> year up on that banner? I, I think it could be quick. Yeah. I, I think, it, it, To me, all these things that we've done, on paper, we're good, but you know what? We got to go on the grass and the dirt and be good. I really, I think it was the best off season in Philly's oh, history. There's, there's no question. I mean, I, I was there when, when we got Pete Rose. I was there when uh, uh, Charlie came after me. Would we got Jim Tomey? Those were big moments yeah. on on the baseball field for the Phillies. And now, obviously, getting Harper and Riamuto and McCutcheon and Segura and uh, Robertson, that's a big moment. So yeah. this team is. It's situated to go deep. Now, you got to go out and play. As Charlie says, you know, we can do this on paper all day. Yeah. We got to go out and play. All right. So, you guys love baseball. You're around it all day. It's it's something you you live, eat, breathe. Um, and so now, like, so my, my kids play baseball and softball. So, you know, from now until June, I'll be on a baseball field quite a bit. And there's a question, my friend Tim Duffy, and he's going to be so happy that I said his name while I'm talking to you guys. Every year he asks me this question, and every year I have to think of the answer. All right. And you guys probably just know it off the top of your head. How many different ways can a player reach first base? <laughs> I'll let Bo answer that. I'm done. There's a lot of ways. You yeah. got catcher's interference. You got a walk. You got an air. You got a single. Uh, you have uh, fielder's choice. Hit batter. You, you, you hit batter. Uh, how many is that? Uh, that was seven. six. Uh, was that seven? Because there are seven. You got a hit, a walk, fielder's choice, error, hit by pitch, drop third strike, defensive interference. Yeah. We got and, him. I don't yeah. got him. Yep. We got him. And then there's the other <laughs> first base. She's a little loose. Yeah. Right? Right, right. You want to include them all. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I got Charlie on that one, Steve. 
Nice. I like that one. And Charlie lives locally, and, and I wanted to ask, you know, because you guys are in uniform right now. Do you ever, you know, forget that you're wearing a uniform and walk into Wawa, and uh, all of a sudden they're like, hey, look at that guy. He thinks he's a player. <laughs> I want to tell you something. First of all, I don't want to tell you some of the things I do. All right. <laughs> I might tell you how smart I am, all right? right, right, right. No, but I've, I've never did that. Okay. All right. I also have a question because you're sitting right in front of me. I never noticed you, but you have an injury uh, that's uh, uh, Ken with Steve here. You have a, your, your pinky finger is jammed oh, permanently. Yeah. And I never, We're both Charlie and I are athletes. Yes, so, uh, that's right. Yeah. Charlie, I was deflecting yours? a uh, dodgeball from yeah. somebody's face, and I caught the tip of it. And, uh, well, uh, to that yeah. day, he calls me hero i got i got this one in japan i uh charged him out and a, and a japanese guy ducked away from me are you serious and i grabbed him by his chain on his neck uh-huh and i twisted it in a and i actually I, I pulled my finger out. that's an amazing story and you never got it fixed you never got it fixed i never got it fixed i never missed a, a, a second or nothing all right so the i need same to cha- i'm changing my Steve. story yeah well no yeah you can it need a, a better it's a burning orphanage <laughs> larry why did you uh, not make the baseball team in high school? They said I was too small. And really? They, yeah. Really? That's what it was. Yeah. So, wow. And I, and, and in all fairness to him, I was small, but that had nothing to do with the ability you have. So, so How, what did you do with that rejection? Did you? I mean, I used my my, my dad played professional baseball. Okay. He got his highest AAA, and there was a summer league in Sacramento. The years I got cut, and I went out and played in the summer league. And then the college coach saw me play. He said, "Come on out, I'll give you an opportunity." And I said, "I didn't even make my high school team. How am I going to make the college team?" And he gave me an opportunity, and I played two years there, and then I signed with the Phillies. Did you ever okay. hear from the high school coach after yeah. that? Oh, he always says, because my nephew ended up going there. He, his speech was, I have only made one mistake since I've been coaching. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> that's great. You know what? I have a question about that because, uh, you know, being uh, a father of teenagers, and I see uh, some families that have, that, that have some kids that show a little bit of athletic ability. And then they take it to the nth degree, and they are con- taking in the conditioning coaches, and they're playing, you know, fall leagues and, and, and travel teams and all this stuff. And the percentage of the people who make it to the show is very, 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 very small. Um, and, and here you are, Larry. You didn't even make your high school team, and you made a career out of it. Uh, is there too much that's been put? I mean, it's a pretty broad question, but you know what I mean? I, I, I think... You should let kids play all sports in high school and let them pick out the one they want. Sometimes the the parents actually are, are throwing this sport at them. They're seeing all the money these guys make. Right, they're right, right. Coaches, they're getting all this stuff. Uh, I think you let the kid play because it could be overkill. Mm-hmm. You make a kid go out, and if he doesn't want to play baseball, let him play other sports and let him pick the sport that he wants. But, yeah. uh, you know, it is, it, it's a sport now where, as, as Charlie well knows, you got coaches when you're in high school, you got uh, uh, the, the nutrition that you're starting to eat when you're in high school. If they had all that stuff when I played, oh man, oh, it, I, I ate it, burgers and all that stuff. You know, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm becoming more and more aware of all of this now because my 17 year old nephew's been playing and he does like you know all those showcase teams and all that sort of stuff. And you know the, the reality of uh, of of what can ha- you know of, of where he is you know as far as his skill level, he's better than a lot of kids. But when you talk about that small percentage, and you're talking about now, I mean, especially in baseball, it's a it's a world league. You know what I mean? Yep. It's you know, so it's not just you know players coming from uh, you know the United States. I mean, this is this is played all, all over, over the world. So you know, so that that for an American player, that that percentage is even smaller now. 
All right. Uh, well, listen, I, you know what? We have another guest who's coming over. To, but you know what? I want to play a quick game. We'll do sure. this very, very well, okay. quick. Because there was an article not too long ago, Marissa found it, of the uh, nicknames throughout the years in the ball club, in, in the Phillies in particular. There's some great ones. And I wanted to try you guys out. So we have, uh, we have some legitimates. We're going to play a game called Philly or Fake. So I'm going to give you a legitimate or a fake nickname. nickname, and you have to tell me what is what, okay? So I'll do one at a time. We'll play against each other, right, okay? So okay. Charlie will go with you Somebody first. keep score. And, uh, yeah, you okay. guys keep score. So tell me if this is a Philly or fake. And these go, this is the entire history of the ball club. How about um, Wagon Tongue? Fake. Fake, he says. No, that was oh. Bill Keister. Bill Keister? <laughs> wagon Tongue. Bill, how did he get that? Oh, wagon Tongue Bill Keister. Wow. Yeah. All right, how about you, uh, Larry? We'll go with this one. Rumple Foreskin. That's definitely fake. Yes. We got a point there. No hesitation. All right. That's how you play the game. Rumple Foreskin, of course, is absurd. All right, how about uh, this one? We'll go to Charlie. Buttermilk. Buttermilk. Yeah. Yeah, I said. That's correct, yeah. yes. Yeah. Tom Dowd was buttermilk. Now we go to uh, Larry. Larry, was there a Philly named Nibbler? I'd have to say, yeah, that's real. Yeah, Jim Hearn, the Nibbler. Yeah, Nibbler. What a what a dominating name that is. I'm All right, Nibble. Let's try let's try this one out. Charlie, the China. <laughs> that's got to be a Philly. That, that's got to be a Philly. No, that's fake. <laughs> but China is fake. China. Was that a Donald Trump reference? The uh, China. All right, Larry. How about this? Was there ever a Philly named uh, Coonskin? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, Kurt Classic Davis. Coonskin oh, cap. Yeah, Davis right. Coonskin. All right, let's try Charlie out on this. How about, um, let's see, I got a bunch of them here. Uh, how about uh, Sack Attack? Yeah, I'll say, I'll say that's a Philly. Nope, that's incorrect. <laughs> that's one we No, know. that is a cool name. He's the Sack Attack. Yep. So I'm, Preston, one, I'm, you, I'm one for four. <laughs> you said the, the China. But I heard the. China, so okay. No, my bad. Uh, China. VA China. All right, uh, let's try Larry Ball out. How about um, <laughs> Rectilicious? No, no way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. You're correct. Larry you know what, though? Some of these names, as I was looking at the list of the real ones, it's like, there's, you know. Yeah, there's some out there. Some pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's one for Charlie Stumpy. Yes. Yes, Al Verdell. I have to imagine there were legions of Stumpies in baseball. I think there's a lot of Stumpies yeah. in baseball. Okay, uh, Larry, how about this one? Brain delay. Oh, I'm going to say no. You're correct. You good. Oh, yes. All right, last round, Preston. All right, this is it. And uh, we'll go to Charlie. How about horse face? <laughs> Without <laughs> a doubt, that's a Philly. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yep, that was Togi Pittinger. Wow. And uh, and then we have to even it out. So how about this one? Uh, we'll go uh, to Larry for this one. Uh, foul balls. No. no. You're correct. Wow. No. I think Larry's our good. winner on that. Good Larry job. wins six to three. Ah, <laughs> nicely okay. done. Well, we know you guys got uh, work to do. We appreciate it. It's so wonderful. All right, you guys, guys. Are, are, are such great guys, and we appreciate you spending some time. Have a good time down here. You got it. Charlie, Charlie Manuel. Larry Boa. Thanks so much. From your Philadelphia Phillies as we are broadcasting live from spring training. And we're going to bring on another guest, and we're going to do that now, I think, right, Nick? Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, John, we're all set for our next guest, if you wouldn't mind. And, uh, and uh, a thank you to John Brazier, by the way, uh, who is uh, – 
He's our point guy. He's the is Fun and Games still his uh, director his of Fun title? and Games. Director of Fun and Games. But uh, now, now we're bringing in the head office, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Phillies general manager Matt Cl- uh, Clintac is yes. here. Yes. How you doing, Matt? I appreciate you guys clapping. You wouldn't have been doing that a year ago. <laughs> nice to see. That's not true. No, we would have. We were happy to be here last yeah, year. Yeah, we were. No, no, but there are things to clap about for sure now, right? Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been a fun, it's been a fun offseason, a fun spring for sure. Yeah, and you were, I mean, this whole, the, the Bryce Harper thing, I know it's a broken record, and everybody's been talking about that, but listen, talk is good, you know, especially in uh, with high expectations. In, in your, yeah, in your business, talk is good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how how... How I don't even know what the right word is. How dicey, how intricate, how involved was that whole deal getting him here? I mean, it had to have consumed you guys. Yeah, it took a long time. Yeah, that's not a newsflash to anybody. Yeah. Uh, it, we we had a busy off season, independent of anything going on with Harper or Machado, for that matter, with with the other trades and the free agent moves that we made. So we were plenty busy all all off season long, and um, it just turned out that Bryce's market took until you know the end of February to develop. Um, but you know, fortunately, we were in a great position to um, to do something with him. Our owners have been spectacular in in uh, making that commitment and helping us out however we can. And we're all really lucky. It's going to be a really fun season. I tell you what, it was fascinating to watch the process. I mean, you know, the, you know, a lot of times now with the, the video games for the various sports, kids get involved with the um, the the the, the uh, securing of the players, managing, managing yeah. all that stuff becomes part of the deal. So from our vantage point, it was crazy watching it. And then then when I saw the uh, the jet get wheeled out. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I think they're closing. It's go time. It's go time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it was cool though. But I mean, I we know obviously we live in, we are in an industry ourselves where there's you know negotiations and agents and so on and so forth. And and you, you know you do it right. You take your time. But the moment the moment it was in the bag, you know, could could you have the full exultation that you wanted, or did you have to keep a little? A little contained. Oh no, we were pretty excited. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were pretty excited. I, I don't know if it compares to all the Philly fans back home, but yeah. uh, but it was it was pretty exciting. Yeah, um, I, you know, again, when you, I, I think this is important to to note. I mean, look, we we gave him the biggest contract in the history of baseball, and, yeah. and that obviously counts for it something. But hurt. but there was a huge component of this recruiting effort. Uh, that was about more than that. It was about family, and I think that's why you know a lot of our fans know John and Lee Middleton flew out there and they spent the weekend with Bryce and Kayla, and didn't even talk about money. Didn't talk about contract. Didn't talk about clauses in the contract. Nothing like that. It was about family and the history of this franchise and what it's like to live in Philadelphia and commitment. What an awesome sports town it is, and commitment and the fans and um, and that's what they talked about for a day and a half. And um, again, I don't want to discount no, the no, importance no. of three hundred thirty million dollars, <laughs> but but. It, but genuinely, that was a big piece of this, which yeah. I think is cool. And I think that's why yeah. Philly fans are so excited about Harper now, because it's that commitment, because it's his buy-in to our city and our culture sure. and our passion as a city. Um, and I think that's kind of what makes it extra special, putting aside the fact that he's a 26-year-old phenom. Yeah, right. yeah. So, um, you know, the fan base back in Philadelphia, we, we just waited and waited with bated breath. And, you know, we were, I, I, believe me, Everybody was dialed in with every single rumor, and um, you know everybody had some sort of inside tip. And, and the Dodgers came in, and then the the, the Giants came in, and then what, ooh, the Nationals aren't out of the picture. And and um, so it was just going on and on and on. And then for for us as fans, it became discouraging. It, it was looking like he wasn't coming here. We and nobody knew. Nobody knew exactly what was going on behind closed doors. At any point, did the pulse of the Philly fan base get to you guys? And and did you guys ever feel any pressure from that? Um. 
Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I'm obviously aware generally of what's going on, yeah. and and it's it's hard not to be in Philadelphia. I mean, you, even if you try not to hear it, you're still going to hear it. So, um, I think the advantage that I had throughout was. I, you know, when a, when a rumor, when you'd wake up to a rumor in the morning in December, Phillies are about to sign Bryce Harper. While the, you know, talk radio might have been a buzz and Twitter might have been buzzing, I, I, I wasn't because I knew that that wasn't true, right? right? So I had the advantage of a little extra information there. Um, but having said that, I mean, certainly the, the passion of the, of the city and the fan base and the, the desire to add this player uh, was something we were well aware of. And um, your question, the pressure uh, question, not really. I mean, again, I, I would rather be applauded than booed when I show up to a radio set. But, yeah, yeah. but, um, but no, it's like that's why we did the rest of the things we did. Um, the trade with Seattle for Segura and the Ramuto trade and McCutcheon signing Robertson, et cetera, because you just you can't go into an offseason counting on adding any one particular free agent. You can certainly do your best to, to make that happen, but you never can guarantee it. And, you know, you said earlier, and, and I agree with you, like we might know what's going on on – on our side of the ledger, our conversations with that player, but we don't know what the Dodgers, Giants, Nationals, or some mystery team might be doing. It's almost like poker. So we can't control that. So yeah. we we have to go control the things we can control, which is other moves, other trades, etc., to make our team as competitive as we can be. And then if you know Harper works out in the end, then that's great. And if it doesn't, we got to be committed and prepared to, to roll in a different direction. Yeah. Matt, I think you have a really difficult job. I also think you have a job where uh, many Phillies fans think that they could do your job, and it's a weird position to be in because if you're a fan of sports and you look at trades and you look at what the players are moving around what players are available everybody's like oh i could do that i could do that better than clad tech i can do that better than ruben amaro jr whatever the, the case may be um i think one of the most difficult parts of your job might be and and, and correct me if i'm wrong uh, getting to know and liking a player and then maybe having to move him later uh, on in his career do you purposely not get to know players as a result of that or are you just are you just looking at it from a statistics uh, perspective Oh, it's definitely not the latter. Um, I, it, it can be a challenge, and I'll tell you, like when we signed Carlos Santana, what was that, 15 months ago or so, um, we loved Carlos Santana. We got to know him over the you know, seven and a half months that he was with us. Incredible worker, incredible teammate, incredible family guy, just an awesome guy. And then when the trade presented itself with Seattle in December, we had to do it because that makes sense for us. Um, so... You try as best you can to always have, you know, maintain your objectivity and understand there's got to be some separation here. You can't get too close to the players. But at the same time, there's a real value in making sure that your front office, your coaching staff, your players are um, are together and, and are um, collaborating and cohesive and trust each other. So I have to spend time around the players. Um not a lot, you know. It's their it's their space. The I have to give them their space, but I also have to make sure that I'm not a, a foreigner to them either. So there's there's a delicate balance there. If you're right? just tuning in, it's uh, Philly's general manager Matt Klentak, who we're talking to. Matt, you're one of the younger GMs in the league, uh, in the history of, of the Phillies as well, the youngest, I believe. Um, and you know the way technology is now, and Nick talked about all these moves and, and these intricate things that have to take place. You know that uh, um, video games have come a long way. And uh, you can do those types of things in games. So have you thought about maybe trying those out in a video game first before you actually do it in real life and just see how things play out, you know? 
I gotta tell you, my video <laughs> my video game playing is limited to like the original Nintendo and maybe a little Sega <laughs> Genesis in the nineties. Yes. So like RBI baseball, there bases loaded, that kind of thing. <laughs> nice. Uh, I dabbled a little in college with like the N sixty four stuff that some of my buddies had, but but no. Uh, it's yeah, crazy. I, it's look crazy. at look at I hear about it and it's and it's it's fascinating so, uh, what you what you can do now. But I've never I've never played that. Right. Neighbor of mine, the kid is uh, you know loves baseball, but. That's only plays the front office. Only plays all of that other Just stuff. Just the front office stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. That's what's fascinating. Who he's going to acquire and all that. You're going to have a whole legion of people, you know, uh, biting at your heels, you know, when they when they all uh, grow up because <laughs> it's. But to, I think to all of us, to the layman, to the people who are just fans of the sport in general, it is a fascinating concept it of is. how the. It's a huge game of chess, and you and you're you're kind of making the point, but it's really evolved. Sort of the public nature of it has really evolved. Right. When I was a kid I, I grew up in the boston area as you guys may know i didn't know who the gm of the red sox was as a, as a kid you yeah, know? yeah now then all of a sudden theo epstein becomes the <laughs> the gm there and he's a he's a rock star in boston yeah. now everybody knows him and um and just like the rules and the trades that happen and and it's all it's all very public now and and yeah. most common baseball fans know every bit of it and sometimes sometimes there's news on the internet that they know before i do yeah. you know it's a, it's it's wild i guess a blessing and a curse yeah. right yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, what makes you or what makes a good GM? Because when we first started at, uh, at MMR, I remember meeting our GM and thinking, this guy's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's so smooth. And then our GM now, Joe Bell, like, you know, and there's there's just certain qualities uh, that I think a general manager has to have. Uh, but that's in the world of radio. So what, what makes a good general manager in, in the world of professional sports? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Thank you. I like to think <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, Knowing when to compliment like to, yeah, a good yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that means you've stumped me. Uh, uh, no, I mean I think look in, in any position of of leadership in any industry, not not specific to baseball or radio or anything else. I think you want to be. I think you want to be open minded to to different growth possibilities. Um, I think you want to. Uh, be honest, um, but also motivating for your people. Um, and I think you know one of the things that I try to do is you always want to try to hire people around you that are that complement you, that are that are smarter than you, that are you know good in different areas than you are to just create a well balanced and well rounded group. And I'm not saying we necessarily have done that, but but that's something that's important to me, and I would think probably in all in all industries. You're invited to my barbecue, by the way, Matt. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. What, are we, what are we cooking? Uh, what do you want? I mean, I, I haven't really thought it out yet there's no date involved yet but it's gonna have to be but i'll, but I'll be there whatever. Have to be a, a, he, he kind of just threw it together 18 years ago <laughs> it's probably gonna have to take place in between like sports seasons or whatever right, right, like yeah. maybe probably around uh, all-star baseball time you know because there's one right, day yeah. where there's nothing going on in sports yep. so uh but you know probably you know chicken and ribs and hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> and stuff like that but I, you're invited i like all those things all those yeah. things are all set you're good to go nice you're invited you won't be there yeah. <laughs> it's okay none of us will the, the wednesday after the Oscar game yeah yeah, yeah 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 no yeah it's on christmas all right well listen uh we appreciate your time uh busy day today you guys are working but uh we're, we're happy to be here and excited about the season so uh, congratulations on uh you know on what we're hoping is going to be a great season thanks so much yeah it's gonna be a fun Weekend. We got three. Awesome. We got three. Uh, three home games. Good weather. It's yeah, a lot of fun this weekend. Excellent. Thank you, Matt Clintech, yeah. Philly's general manager. With that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment. Live in Clearwater, we are at Spectrum Field. This Preston and Steve show on MMR. This ninety-three-three WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. 
Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you very much, uh, Kath. By the way, uh, Quick says, uh, hey, I uh, got a text message. Can you send a surprise shout-out to the woman working all by herself in Virtua Mansfield Lab? I think this is kind of like a zap. A zap? Uh, but, but a shout-out says, drawing blood with a full waiting room and no help listening to Preston and Steve. What so, the hell? So, yeah, maybe, I don't know, might be a, a scheduling issue, but a shout-out to you. All right, I hit it in about 10 minutes, you're going to hear it. <laughs> Mystery woman working at Virtua Mansfield Lab all by herself. There it is. Yeah. That shard out is for you. Uh, we are in uh, Florida. We're at uh, in Clearwater for spring training. Uh, got in last night around six o'clock. Uh, had a decent flight in. Yeah, uh, it was enjoyable. Packed, packed as packed could be. You know, because they were grounding those seven thirty seven Bs. They had to shift people around and get them on different flights. So we were, uh, we got there and we found out we were on the overbooked list. Yes, we were, and that we may not have made it on to the wow. uh, the flight. I would like to uh, thank uh, a young woman named Michelle who helped us out, uh, make sure that we all got uh, on the flight, which was wonderful. She was impressed with the kind of weight we pull. Uh, yes. That we would end up on the overbook list. Yes, exactly. And you know what? I, I got to thank Andrea. That's Nick's girlfriend because she had the window seat and I had the aisle seat and she switched with me because she knows like I'm a, I'm a little child and I like looking out the window. Yeah. So she, Twizzlers. <laughs> I actually didn't eat any, tw- but I had to go to a different terminal because terminal oh my God. A... No, we were in uh, we were in B. B. We were in yeah. B, and they don't they don't sell Twizzlers in in come on the whole. I swear to God, the whole terminal. Is this real? I Kathy, swear to God, it's Casey. He would have scoured the entire terminal to find and Twizzlers. So and, and so I was talking to I'm my just wife. Surprised they didn't sell them. Yeah, I know. Me too. Me too. Because I went to basically every store, and, and you have to have Twizzlers on a flight. Twizzlers and peanut M and M's, and and Which I was couldn't eat the peanut peanut M and M's. I gave up chocolate for Lent. He and, bought them and he. You bought them? I bought them because I, I think I might have a little bit of OCD, but not in the part where it's good where you keep things clean, Kath. Um, <laughs> it was more like if I don't have these, then something bad's going to happen on the flight. So That's more know, superstitious. It, it, super, yeah, I guess yeah. maybe that's it. Yeah. All right. So so I was like, all right, I, I got to get these Twizzlers before I get on the plane. Yep. And I, I managed to find you them. You triumphantly came back in. He had his fist up in the air <laughs> like Judd Nelson at the end of the Breakfast Club holding his Twizzlers as he came walking. Walking up to the uh, Twizzler, you dad. Yeah, t- <laughs> what? <laughs> to the gate. Uh, but yeah, we had a decent uh, flight in. Got all checked in. Got some dinner last night, and uh, and here we are uh, at the ballpark. I just met with the gentleman who is with Airmark, who runs the concessions here. Yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Uh, yes, that is Bruce. Yeah. And so in the first inning, I am going to be a uh, beer and peanut and water vendor. Yes. So beer, peanuts, and water, is that, what, is that usually one? Uh, is that 
No, usually I, with a buffet, or usually I see, you know, you have one particular thing yeah, that, yeah. that you're hawking, but it might be different, you know, here in uh, spring training. So they only have four, This the size of the ballpark, there's only four vendors oh, to the entire ballpark. ballpark. Okay. Yeah, Steve, there are beer vendors, and I don't know if they're there anymore, but beer vendors at Camden Yards in Baltimore. Yep. These guys invented a, uh, it's basically a trigger uh, bottle cap opener. So... You know, and I don't know how they they did it, but they they're, they got to be the best ever because they just go because you got to figure they're they're opening so many beer bottles. They also at Camden Yards when you get a hot dog with the mustard will spell the word Orioles really on your hot dog. Wow. It's pretty cool. What the hell? I do have to admit that is cool. cool. You All could right, do so the same thing with Phillies here. Yeah, you could. A yeah. uh, Philly dog. Uh, yeah. Quick question, Preston. Will there be a friends and family discount? Ooh, Nick. Okay, bet on it. <laughs> I'm just gonna Damn follow man. you around. I initially I told Bruce I'm like somebody's gonna be with me, right? He's like, ah, it's no big deal. I'm like, dude, you don't want me oh, making change. Oh no, no, that's horrible. I'm like, come on, yeah. somebody go with me. Oh, he when, was gonna when, let me go. When you know, whenever you do those celebrity bartending events. Uh-huh. I, I never charge anyone because whatever they tip you is what's going exactly. into the donation jar. And I'm like, I don't know if somebody comes over and charges you. I guess yep. so. All right, I'm so- not. The way it works then, so you get a case. Do you, as a vendor, do you buy the case of beer and no. then, so. I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't because think you can, ballpark. You can, well, I guess you could technically give away free beer. It can work that just, way. Just as long as they, you know, whoever it was, Aramark or whatever, gets their $50 for that case of beer. Yeah, so I'm just their tribute is they Well, say. our buddy Andrew, that's the beer vendor, he'll do that sometimes. I don't know if it's what the protocol is, but I've heard in the past that he'll buy cases during the game. And then it's his job to sell as many of, as he can uh, throughout the afternoon. And and just, you know, speaking to beer vendors and jersey sellers and all that, the, the uptick in sales at the ballpark this summer is going to be phenomenal. People are going to make a lot more money in South Philadelphia if they're working at the ballpark. And, and a lot of that is directly due to Bryce Harper. It's going to be an interesting oh, yeah. they, they, to, to see. They did a breakdown of the extra revenue on, on all facets, Thing, even things that you would not even associate with the baseball, with the park or baseball, just in general. They have yeah. that new yeah. McFadden's thing that's the, what is it, the pass and stow? Yep. And that's I'm sure that's going to be hopping all the time. Yeah. And speaking of which, you know, if you're going to make a request for somebody to buy you something while you're down here, yep. can you be very specific about what it is? Because I had people go, hey, get me something while you're down there. And I'm like, well, what do you want? Get them women's panties. <laughs> Right. I mean, By the like, way, listen, Kathy had noted we were talking about uh, buying Philly's merch. They have stuff here that you don't get at home. Back home. What'd yeah. you see? Uh, they're just really cool hats with different designs, and really? some of them have like palm trees on them. They they floored them up huh. a little bit, but they have some stuff that I had never seen before. And I remember last year, Kathy going, "Wow, that's." Yeah, I got to get a couple of those. Yeah, I and I did. I got Jace a bunch of stuff, but I mean, even there, there is stuff that's uh, you know Florida related. But it's also there's like the hat I got Jace. They didn't have it at home, so there's you know exclusive merchandise I do guess have, here, which is was pretty cool. Do they have yep. the super cool underwear here or no? Ooh, uh, that I didn't check. See, I, I didn't bring my Phillies underwear. Damn it. I should have thought of that before yeah. coming down here. <laughs> you could have showed all the players. <laughs> Look what I'm wearing. Look what I'm wearing. Hey, that's out. great. Get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know we're uh, we're, we're going to get the uh, the doors open in a little over an hour or so, and uh, people start making their way in. And then, as we've said before, this becomes an extended uh, Philadelphia. Uh, you, you'd be shocked walking through here. I mean, maybe not shocked, but it's, but it's kind of 
wild people that are that came down and and set aside time to be here to travel here. You get locals who are transports, loads of transplants, uh, loads of them that come out. But a lot of people come down, and, and you'd be amazed at who you'll run into that you know. That's around here. By the way, I don't know if you can hear the crowd yelling. <laughs> do you know what's going on over yeah, there? Yeah, I do. The uh, uh, the minor league, uh, the entire minor league crew of the Phillies are in the field behind us. They're celebrating. There's and hundreds ha- of them. They're having a uh, a catcher contest. Uh, so they're doing a, uh, you know, where the pitcher throws, catcher gets it, and then is making the play at yeah. second base. Yeah. And uh, so they're having a contest over there right now. Big, so awesome. you're looking at a, like an army of guys. Yeah. And it's you all... think of these guys look like prime physical specimens. <laughs> And then you think what it takes to cut, to make the cut to the full yeah. team. Yeah, to and the what show. You, what you and then to, to stay to... there, Steve. Right. And then to stay there. Like, that's the other thing is then once you get up there, you have to, you have to succeed. Well, most of those guys over there were the best in their little league, were the yes. best in their high school, were the best growing up. And then they get here and they're, the competition is everybody else is the best. Yep. You know, and you have to face that fact that. Chances are you're not going to make it to the bigs. Especially like when we were, we were, you know, we had people scout us for radio. Sure, yeah, I remember camp. the days. Yeah, yeah. I was a little embarrassed that I was better than everybody yeah. else, but you know, it is you what it is. Right. It's a God-given <laughs> talent, and you just are thankful yeah. for it. Take it one day at a time. Shagging, yeah. shagging some mics. If, good Lord the, willing. I just, yeah. just hope the minor leaguers can't hear us. Like we're not offering too much encouragement. <laughs> oh, they're going to fail eventually. Is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. You're never going to make it. Why gem. are you here? One of them could be a gem. You yeah. never know. If we yeah, were a baseball team, our, our show, who mm-hmm. would make the All Star team? Because everybody has to have one representative. With this amount of people on it, I think yeah. we all have a spot. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. you'd be the manager. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take it. I'd probably be the catcher. All right, so, and by the way, so we're, we're staying down here this weekend. What do you guys, do you guys have any plans? Case you're going to go to Orlando. I am, and I can say this now because uh, my nephew is there right now, but I'm going to go surprise him. He's playing baseball for uh, the, the prep. That's really nice. And they're spring training. They're doing their spring training there, and uh, he has a game at 1 o'clock tomorrow that he is playing in, so I'm going to go check him out at Wide World. So wait a minute. The high school baseball team comes down here yeah. for spring training to get yeah. ready for the season. Yeah, O'Hara. Every the, year? I, I don't know about every year, um, but it, you know, I think it's becoming more and more common where these, wow. these North teams are, are, are making their way down there. And I never heard of that. Me uh-huh. neither. And O'Hara. High school sucks. I, yeah. well, I, I, I think it's just a different time, Steve. Yeah. I don't think when I was in school that they went away for training. Now, I could be wrong. Not ours didn't. Yeah, um, but uh, O'Hara's going to Myrtle Beach, and Myrtle. I, you know, yeah, I, I don't. I, I just assume that it's become becoming the norm now. So, are you going to surprise him? You going to run out on the field like Morgana? <laughs> no, no. I'm just no, going to. Should I'll, you should sneak <laughs> out on the field? Huge, huge balloons under your shirt, playing a kiss on him. No, then he's going to have to like register as a sex offender. Yeah, Uncle no, I, Casey. <laughs> when, I want to be be sure that I can get on the Avatar right afterwards. So okay. uh, I won't you can't be do a that. sex offender and ride Avatar. Yeah, um, but has anybody here besides me been on this Avatar ride? Oh, and no. I'm dying to go on it. Come with me, dude. I know, but I want to enjoy Clearwater. Yeah. Okay. Clearwater, I mean. Clearwater. Um, I learned something last night, by the way, guys, that I, I was Don't not aware of. Don't set your bed on fire. Don't set your bed on fire. <laughs> no, that when you go out to dinner with a group of people, um, that a lot of times in Florida, the waitress will split your check for you without you even asking. No I, kidding. You learned yes. that from one time last night, or does that happen consistently? It, well, it didn't happen to us last night because um, uh, for Marissa, why, why didn't it not happen last night? So you learned something because that it didn't, it didn't happen. happen. 
What? Well, it didn't happen to us, but as we were discussing it, Marissa was saying that, that this happens more often than not without even asking your server to split the checks. Is that assumed or do you do you know it for a fact? No, I've experienced it. I think it was New Orleans. It's like a southern thing. That's so, the southern part of Florida. Yes, exactly. Uh, the server will take notice of who eats what. So if Kathy and Nick share an appetizer, she'll literally put half of the appetizer on both oh, of your... Geez. Or if you like share a dish, she'll, she'll put it up. And everybody gets their own bill because you end up with more tips. Hmm. Because if you're only tipping like three dollars, then you're probably gonna like round it up to five dollars because you feel bad only leaving a three a few dollars. That's actually pretty smart. But so they said down here because it is spring break that they tend to just do one tab. Okay, because it's busier. Okay, all right. Uh, I wonder if they do that in Nashville. I'm actually headed to Nashville for a bachelorette party. We're going with so many girls, and I just know that like the big collective dinner (laughs) is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, you're gonna stop by Uncommon James and see uh, Brittany Taylor. I'm going to. She's been texting me. Uh, some recommendations on where to go. There you so go. now I'm starting to think that it may have been Nashville where I experienced it, not New Orleans. <laughs> but here's a tip: one person Venmo, and then send Venmo requests to everybody for the the when the, you go out to pay, dinner. Okay, instead pay, of yeah, like 17 credit cards in a billfold, just one person pay on on I'm Venmo. Look at you or... with your, your trendy glasses, <laughs> yeah. your trendy Venmo, and your trendy everything. <laughs> But you don't like the Venmo idea? I don't even know what Venmo is. I don't even want to care. I'm I know it's you, a paying thing, and I don't care. It, it, it has made life so, so much, much easier. It really has. Like, and When I'm, was your life confusing with this? It, well, it's not that it was confusing, but I listen, my wife is very, very involved with, with the school, and um, you know, we just did the play and everything like that, so, so money was coming in for, um, you know, people were buying for, for the cast party afterward, and, and so... All the money was just sent to me, you know, ten dollars here, twenty dollars there, and it was it's just... also a non-awkward way yeah. to remind someone that they owe you money. Yeah, and you then know what it's... I mean? so instead so... of constantly saying like, "Hey, do you have that twenty bucks? Or or have that hundred bucks?" Is there a way? So, is there a mechanism in Venmo? Because I, 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 I see the pay thing all the time when I'm, you know, I have the option always or to Apple Pay or whatever. Uh, uh, and it pops up on everything that you know I, I use on my phone. What is the what is the discreet way through Venmo to alert someone to the fact? Send that Send a request, you and you then just, they, yeah. they get a request okay. that they owe you money. Not everything has to be public, too. Like you, you see on the Venmo app, but you know, I saw. Oh, Marissa gave Steve five dollars for you know the beer that you bought her last night. Or you, you don't have to do that. It doesn't it doesn't have to be <laughs> you can public. Do it everything yeah. can be private. But you know, also think about like. Yeah, like I owe you ten bucks. I don't want to have to drive that over to your house, or you know, it's just so much easier. Just go here, you go, or just hand it to me. <laughs> well, well, I, you, I no, see no, you all the you know, time. You know yeah. what I use it a lot for? Um, how many times I've had to drive back to the hair salon or the nail salon because I didn't have cash on me to tip the ladies. Oh, so now I just get their Venmo and wait a second. Okay. If I don't have any cash on me, King of Brows doesn't take Venmo, right? It's only cash. I don't know if, if King of Eyebrows. the Eyebrow King takes Venmo or not. He probably does. Right. He's, he's with it. He's, he's with a the times. Spoiled, that this King is of where. I enjoy it. Uh, my friends and I do a ladies BYO every month, and now we're going to start Venmoing ahead of time. So there's not that awkward like 20 minutes at the end of dinner where like everyone's having a great time, and then you're like, "All right, everybody, pull out your cash. Who has a credit card? Who forgot cash? Who's borrowing?" And then it just kind of like dissipates. Like now, we'll now just- are you going to drink the wine out of gravy boats at this, or what's going to be the what's going to be the? Uh- <laughs> yeah, we have more time to drink now because we're not counting money. <laughs> Pringles cans. Pringles cans. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Preston, to answer your question, it's yes. not like it was. My life was so difficult and. and Confusing before, just somehow 
it became easier. Okay. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. you said it was so much easier. Well, so. Okay, right. So, like, you used to have to roll your window down. Like, right. it was so <laughs> hard now. in your car. Now you just uh-huh. push a button and it goes down. Casey, yeah, yeah. You know? That was good. Right? Yeah. That was good. By the way, somebody says, a text in says, I'm such a curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. You are. I, you know. Oh, I, you are. Oh. Well, this curmudgeon paid for dinner last night with my regular standard credit cards. He can suck it. Oh, well, no, you damn still it. have I to pay with your credit card, but where'd they you can go pay by, you back. Where'd you go, by the way? Where'd you eat? Some Italian place. Yeah? Yeah, it was. That's the name of it. Yeah, some Italian <laughs> some place. Some Italian place. <laughs> uh, it was on the water, though. That's all I know. So we got to sit outside and eat dinner by the water. It was really good. Did you get biscottis? Uh No. Oh, what'd you uh, get? Uh, salmon. Okay, good. Okay. Salmon. <laughs> I approve, Preston. Not in What are you going to get tonight? Salmon. <laughs> what do you like to eat? What are you having for lunch? Yeah. Hey, thanks uh, for dinner. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, I will be, uh, this weekend, I'm going to be spending time with my mom and sister. I'm looking forward to that. I live in St. Pete, which is not too far from here. How far from here? Uh, 20 minutes, something like that. What do they like that. to eat over there? Yeah, they like to eat food. I do like the drive in from Tampa when you get out of the airport and you're, you're driving past the bay. It's on the left-hand side. Yeah. You can see beyond that. You can see St. Pete, the downtown mm-hmm. area from there. How, are they close to the downtown area? Uh, Like uh, 10 minutes. It, okay. It's not too far, but uh, they is, live in the neighborhoods. Is there a city to visit in St. Pete at all? or is it? Yeah, but it's, you know, like two buildings and okay. or two taller buildings and then the rest is all just the the dolly museum is there the uh yeah dolly parton uh no not dolly <laughs> salvador, parton. That's salvador I dolly dude i was like why is it there and not like <laughs> nashville nashville, nashville. Oh, tennessee yeah. somewhere aren't you sweet for dropping by no what's that like ebor city or something the like that? salvador dolly museum oh he's good too uh is and i've been there it's really really cool it's worth going to it's one of those little things that you don't think about going to see and i think all also, the uh, the Clown Academy or the or the the, the ring no the Ringling Brothers. Um, I think they have a museum here as well. Okay, because they used to have Clown College in Sarasota, but that is now defunct. So the uh, museum you say is probably I here. think so, right. and and I've heard that's worth seeing as well. Don't the Dolly downside. Museum and the Clown Museum share the uh, Circus Museum share half a building? Uh, maybe yeah. I don't really know. They might have. I wish I had time to do like a like a, a charter fishing thing or something like that. That would be really cool. I think the cool thing is this this pirate little pirate ship that they have that goes. Yeah, they take we... them out for cruises. Yeah, you guys yeah. see that? It was like I saw yeah. it last night. Remastered yeah. ship and. Uh, oh, that I saw that yeah. ship. That's what yeah. that is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, uh, there's there's baseball to come and participate in, but there's there's lots of other things to do in and around this area. So I ca- I drove Kathy from the airport to a friend's house, and she uh, he let her borrow his car. But by the way, it's a Maserati. Yep. So Kathy's <laughs> driving a Maserati this weekend, but she keeps telling me, "Oh, it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way." The house is was literally the opposite way that <gasps> we were going. Yes, it was. I had to backtrack every single second to get to where. It through his neighborhood, but you were right. We were no, right no. Once I got out of his neighborhood, I literally had to go and and retrace everything and then drive past the airport again. Oh, you did? Yeah. I I really did, and I did that because originally he was supposed to drive me uh, to my grandfather's house, and I did that because I thought that was more convenient. Uh, I loved this morning, so we stopped off <clears throat> convenience store to, to get some uh, some breakfast, and uh, we have a rental as well. So Kathy pulls up next to us in a Maserati and rolls down her window. She goes, "I love your minivan. <laughs> I love it." That was great. We are driving the Maserati of minivan. <laughs> it's the Mas- and that's what Nick said. It is the Maserati of minivan. 
Uh, so I'm joking about you driving a Lambo. You're not you're not too shy from that. I mean, it's a little you know Maserati's still pretty cooking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's I, listen. I've never driven one, so it's, yeah. are you yeah. nervous driving it? No, I'm not. Okay, no. took, I think if I'm nervous, that's when you get yourself into trouble. Yeah, yeah. he took out insurance. It's funny to go from a basic economy to a Maserati, though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So they pull that sleek trick at the uh, the rentals. You come out, you know, when you're going to go pick up your car, you've gone through the whole process. Yeah. And you come out. Yeah. They're, they're all right there. Corvette and a Maserati hey, and a Porsche. Scotty and Palmer, Palmer. Hey, Scott Palmer just walked by. Paul Walker. Right. I, I think yeah. this is how we talked to him last year, too. Stadium, he was just walking by. Stadium Walker. Yeah. Getting his exercise. In. We're going to, hey, hang on, we're going to have him stop by. We're just having a casual conversation, Scott, so you're, it's perfect timing. How you doing, man? About as casual as you're going to see. Morning, guys. Great to have you all here. Uh, it's Great good to be, be here, here awesome. once again. Yeah. When did you, how long have you been down here? Uh, what year? <laughs> uh, I came down here February 2nd. Oh, wow. Took a little vacation before, you know, the madness, before camp started. Yep. And uh, so we don't get paroled until the team goes back. Do you have okay. a place down here or? No. Okay. Rent a place. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that worked. Where, um, where is the, are Baseball's you... not an affluent game. <laughs> Those who are not playing it. <laughs> right. <you're> right. <laughs> are, are you in ta- yeah. town proper or where are you? From? Well, there you are. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. Yeah. I didn't even see you. Uh, yeah, actually, we're in the beach. Okay. Found right. a place at the beach. Nice little shack. Paying far too much money for it. but Hey, I, I want to pay your son a compliment. Uh, James Palmer is doing such a wonderful job on the NFL Network. I'm a, uh, listen, I'm a huge sports fan, but I love NFL football, and I watch the NFL Network all the time. And he is so good at what he does. So You're if you can kind. get that compliment over to him from me, I, w- I would appreciate that because he really is good. It'll mean a lot to him. Thank you. We, get, we had him in, uh, in town just before Christmas because he had the Eagles game. Otherwise, we wouldn't have seen him over the holidays. He traveled 141 nights last year. Oh, Crazy. my God. Yeah. Crazy. I know. Well, I was talking to Colleen Wolf, who's yes. uh, on the network, too, and she is tr- all over the place. She's constantly yep. traveling. They, they, they really do. Uh, and last, uh, or two years ago, actually, they were lucky enough to do the Eagles Parade together to Philadelphia. Yeah. It was a blast. They, they really loved it. Let's talk baseball. Yeah, let's talk baseball. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel the about the team this year? Oh, we're, all, we're all excited, obviously. Yeah. So we've we've had, had some dark times in uh, the last few years, and now, uh, thanks to ownership and, uh, and some great uh, moves uh, by our general manager and his staff, we put together what looks like a pretty good club on the field. Haven't played any games that count yet, though, so, you know, kind of waiting for that. But Scott, during the, the, the dark times, you kind of look for points of light. You look for things that are bright, and maybe this player's doing well, or we got Aaron Nola coming up. Not that last season was dark. I mean, we are in first place a lot of the year. But um, you didn't think realistically that last year's team could win a World Series title. Sure. This year, that's not out of the conversation. You know, that, that's a possibility that they're going to make the playoffs and, and do well. So um, can you compare and contrast when, when you're dealing with uh, – Realistic expectations versus unrealistic ones? That's a very good question. I think everybody's upbeat. Uh, and, and the great thing, I think, so far is the number of players we've assembled, the past All-Stars who are here now playing uh, with the red pinstripes, uh, they're not assuming anything. There's a quiet confidence in that clubhouse right now. They understand that they have to do it on the field, that you know, there's been a lot of lineups that look really great on paper, but they just don't produce. And it may be a while. Sometimes when you stack a, a team full of Kind of strangers before they walk into the clubhouse. It takes a little while for everybody to gel. We all, I saw Shane Victorino last night. He's in town as a special guest instructor. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about Harper. And he said we need to start talking about the entire team and how long it'll take for them all to come together. But they're all professionals. They all are here for one reason. That's to bring winning baseball back to Philadelphia. Um, <clears throat> there's still a lot of free agents out there. Do you, um, <laughs> do you, yeah, there are. Do you foresee any, any more moves being made with this team? Or um, you just... 
You know, anything can happen. You know what? Uh, this is a little inside, I guess, but uh, when I come in early in the morning, I look to see whose car is already here. Yeah. And if Matt Klintek's car is already here, and then maybe if John Middleton's car is already here at the same time, I start thinking maybe something will happen today. And the, mm-hmm. and the longer some of these guys stay out, the more you have to think, hey, it's getting close. Somebody's going to have to take a deal for a little less money and a little less years than they thought. Yeah. Well, I, I have to assume that nothing happens unless you get brought into the loop. Oh, my yeah. God, everything <laughs> happens before I'm brought into the loop. You know, I had the good fortune of, of actually uh, being a, a professional broadcaster for a little while. And, and, and when I got this job, I, I told them, please don't tell me anything ahead of time because I used to like to get secrets, but I'm terrible at keeping them. Right, right, right. So I don't want to lie to people and say, well, I don't know when I really do. So I usually say, let me know 15 minutes before the news conference so I can put a jacket on and go down there. And- well, when the Bryce signing happened, there was a game going on. And so in this modern day in which we live, people were finding out on Twitter and everything like that. And so Gapler's in the dugout. And people are telling him, we got Harper. And he didn't quite believe it, you know, because nobody know. told him yet. And no. all the rumors had floated around. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course. We yeah. heard rumors every day. Well, so-and-so's flying out to Vegas. So there's a plane coming from Vegas <laughs> to Clearwater. It yeah. must be Bryce. One day we had a, a red helicopter flying around here, and a couple of players said, it's going to land on the David P. Montgomery building, and Bryce is going to walk out. Uh-huh. So when it finally when it finally did break, uh, you know, Cap was told, as you, as you said, Nick, from, from uh, fans. And, and he said, well, are they reliable reports? So people started showing him their phones where it was going. <laughs> From. And, and so, of course, it's nothing is official until after he passes the physical. Yep. So we always had to say, if reports are true, if yeah. reports are true, if right. reports are true. But, well, yeah, that was a fun deal. Man, that, that, that would suck if you, you know, you you had, like, we had the thing like with Dornbos when they, they found, you know, in the, the physical, they found something for yeah. Dornbos. They, they didn't know it. You never know it, you know. So it can be a bit of a nail-biter, the physical. You, you assume they're, of course, in, in exemplary shape, but who knows? Well, you hope. Uh, you know, you have Florkin syndrome. What? Florkin? What? <laughs> <laughs> Fork and mouth with too much food. Said, uh, what it was. But no, uh, thank God for John that they, they did find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, cool, man. I'm glad we ran into you. Yeah, well, I kind of ran into that. you guys walking. It's kind of like NASCAR. You just keep making left-hand turns before you know what you got. Part, part of the Walker's Club in the morning? Well, I think I'm the solo member. <laughs> you like, do it every morning, though, right? I try. And if I don't work out, uh, wake-up call comes early. If I get up like 5.30, I'll work out in the gym at, at the uh, condo. But otherwise, I try to Well, we did. A couple miles. We, we stopped Scott mid I mean, literally, you Mid-work kept on out. walking. We're like, oh, yeah. well, I thought you guys had somebody more important to talk to than me for crying out loud, and, but and that's very kind You're of so accommodating. You put your metal detector down and came right away. <laughs> yeah, did you guys get frisked? <laughs> <laughs> baseball people, they bring in a lot of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, you, did, you did enough Granny Grand Prix over the years. That yep. You've earned Is your stripes. Is that dead now? I should have mentioned take, dead Granny Grand Prix. <laughs> Many of the competitors are. Taking a break. Yeah, no, that's true. We'll probably get back to it eventually, and of course, we'll we'll have you be one of our stars. Oh Please, yeah, no, we're not no. doing it without you. Yeah. I love turn two; that's the best place <laughs> to be. And when those grannies start racing, that's fun. Love it. All right, awesome. Thanks, Thanks Scott. Good to see you, Scott Palmer, guys. Thanks, you guys. Thanks yep. very much. Uh, by the way, Kathy, I just got an email from Joe Bell, our general manager. Uh-oh. It says, Kathy, please check your Beasley employee handbook regarding acceptable <laughs> rental cars when out of town on company business. Spoiler. <laughs> Maseratis are not on the approved list. <laughs> Listen, I did not rent a Maserati. Yes. It was my friend's car, and he let me borrow it. Make she sure received the car. Uh, it was lent to her by the guy she does free commercials for on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so slow, oh, yeah. slow your roll. That's true. Slow Copy. your roll. All right, we should take a break. Uh, we might have a couple more guests joining us. Uh, Murph's here, Greg Murphy, right? So uh, we'll spend some time talking to him. And you never know, the flying Hawaiian might stop by. Uh, He's running around here somewhere. We'll see if we can get Shane on or not. But everybody's got stuff to do. 
I can already see all the employees starting to take their places. Uh, the doors are going to open in about an hour here yeah, yeah, yeah. at uh, Spectrum Field. And uh, thank you to Xfinity for being our sponsor of the trip to spring break. Or spring, I keep saying spring break. It's what it feels it's like. It's spring break for us. Spring training. We'll be back in just a moment on MMR. 93.3 WMMR presents a killer co-headlining summer concert with Rock Trailblazers, Alice Cooper. And Hailstorm. Friday, August 16th at BB&T Pavilion with Motionless in White. Pre-sale happening today at WMMR.com while supplies last. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com. Win free tickets all this week with Jackson. Alice Cooper and Hailstorm, August 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thanks, Kath. Everybody we've had on the mic uh, this morning has been wonderful to talk to. Uh, and everybody looks so... Uh, so tanned and relaxed, uh, except for our next guest. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that is, isn't it? Greg Murphy from Yay! NBC Sports Philadelphia. I have never been accused of being tanned. <laughs> I consider it honestly because I've been a LIGO. I, when, if I go away to like a tropical location and no one knows I've been away, I consider that a home run. Yeah. Uh, I, I basically put, I put like the Neutrogena 9,000 on me. Because uh, I have to, you yeah. know. I'm the same uh, way. It, yeah. It's for me down here. It's dangerous. It uh-huh. really is. But, uh-huh. but. No, I'm 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 fair skinned as well. And I either burn or I stay pale, and that's all there is to it. But everybody who's walked up has this, like they've been. How yeah. are you? Like it's August already, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, that, that's why we're. So, how long have you been down here, Greg? I've been down just about a month. Okay. Yeah, yeah nice. I think I came down on February 18th. So yeah. So did you, you get a house too? And the, the whole, you got to do the whole thing, right? You gotta, yeah. I mean, this is part. This Run is a little old hat for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a pretty good place to be in February and March, as we know. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of places to stay. I'm down is, on the beach. And is this your son over here? My I didn't son get Colin a over here. Uh, What's up, man? How old is he? He is 15. He came in yesterday. Okay, just for the weekend. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's the teacher's cool. back at home at Gloucester Catholic. Colin's sick today. Yeah. <laughs> he looks sick. I hope he does, doesn't he? Yeah, I hope he feels better. Yeah, they come down for a specialist. That's right. Uh, that's right. right. Yeah. That specialist works out of the original Hooters. <laughs> God, nice man. Uh, well, how's it? Uh, how does it feel? Uh, you know, with all the excitement. I mean, every single person we've spoke to, we've mentioned. You know, Bryce Harper. I mean, that's obviously the the, the big talk down here. But it's got to feel a little different than years past. It certainly does. I mean, yeah. the excitement is real down here. I was just telling. Uh, I was telling Nick the story <laughs> about when we found out that Harper was coming. I happened to be up here doing an interview with uh, two parents whose son is in Afghanistan. And they were watching the game on Armed Forces TV. Wow. And, and we met the parents. I did an interview with them, and we were talking, you know, saying hi to their son. And he was texting with them, oh, my God, I can see you, and blah, blah, blah. And we finished. It was a really great moment. And we finished the interview. I send it back. And at that instant, uh, I hear behind me, we got him. We got him. And all of a sudden, the entire tiki bar was wow. going crazy. Oh. And I'm like, wait, we got who? We got who? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and then my producer's in my ear saying, get down to the field. we got to make this announcement. Get down to the field. So I tear down to the field, and, and we made the announcement. That is so, so cool. And it hasn't stopped since. The excitement has been at that level since. Well, you know, I mean, there was there was a, a, a good story to tell regardless. And there, there have been teams throughout baseball history. You know, living in New York, the Yankees are, you know, when I was you know growing up and 
I mean, they, they, legendary. They they buy a team. You yeah. just buy a team, you know. But there's just a lot of good, you know, regular talent here, and this is sort of the proverbial large three hundred million dollar cherry on top of the the uh, the the pot. Yeah. But, but it's still it's a great thing. It, and to me, and I think to the fan base, it probably doesn't seem it's an it's it's deserved. The team deserves this absolutely. And you and you're right, Steve, because. You know, it's been a couple years. Yeah. It's been some lean times. And, and they, the front office, Matt Klintek and his staff, are working towards this year. This yeah. is the year that they targeted to say, okay, we'll be back at this year. And everything they've done over the last couple of years has led us to the moment where they could write a check for $330 million and bring in a player like Bryce Harper. And the guys that are around him, surrounding him now, um, are, you know, very, very talented yeah. guys. They were going to be good regardless, but with Bryce in there, it just it really gives this team a chance. I mean, a legitimate chance to be in the postseason and and make some waves. I mean, the impact. Just we were talking about just the impact on the economy, just yeah. in general. Even stuff that's not even directly you wouldn't even think of being baseball related is going to benefit from it. Absolutely, Unbelievable. I agree. Greg, what's the dynamic when when a player signs for three hundred and thirty million dollars? Among the other players, I mean, they're getting millions as well, but they're not getting that. So how does that go over with them? Yeah, you know, it, it's Yay. interesting. It's it's like anything else, I, I think. You know, there, there are folks that uh, warrant a little bit more pay in, in, in all walks of life. Bryce had a couple of close friends inside this clubhouse already, and this team wants to win. These guys want to win. It, 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 as Steve points out, it, it'll benefit everybody if yeah. this team wins. So they know bringing a guy like Bryce Harper into the fold is going to just be good for them across the board. Uh, you know, it might cost one or two guys uh, some playing time. But other than that, I think everyone was pretty excited. And the money is what it is. And, hey man, and everyone knew he was going to get it. You win the World Series, I'd imagine you'd get a bonus, too, I, if you you're not bright. So, yep, you know, that's it. I think yeah. they're pretty Everybody's happy. Everybody's bonus, too. Yeah. You know what? When I, and I see because uh, uh, NFL free agency just started. And what I see from players on Twitter is that they're happy for yeah. other players when, when they're getting the money that, uh, that they – you know, deserve or the money that they're getting. I remember when yeah. Bo Allen had uh, had left the Eagles to play for the Buccaneers. He was going to make more money down here, and nobody faulted him for that. It's like, right. dude, you got to do what's right for you. And uh, you know, nobody. If somebody wants to hand me three hundred and thirty million dollars for what I do for a living, um, that's great, and I, I won't fault anybody else for no, taking that. Either. You take no pay cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and just one other note on the business side of it. Every time a player raises the bar for salaries, it helps the players all yep. across the league. The next free agent class next year will have this contract to say, "Hey, you know, he got three thirty. I'm worth three hundred. Yeah, of. yeah. No, the off season is reminiscent of when Roy Halladay uh, joined the team in 2010. Yeah. And um, what did he join for? Do you remember? I don't know what his contract yeah. was. No, I and, don't either. Uh, but he. Uh, I guess the buzz that was generated by the best available pitcher on the market chooses to come to Philadelphia. The yep. best available free agent on the market chose to come to Philadelphia, chose to come here for 13 years, yeah. wants to build a life here, wants to raise a family here, wants to move to Philly instead of L.A. or San Francisco. I think, and, and Greg, you and I were talking about this off air, Bryce has said all of the right things. Yep. Uh, he seems legit wanting to be in Philadelphia and that's encouraging as a Philadelphian not just a Phil uh, not just a Philly fan I agree it's like you know he really likes us kind of thing and, and you know in Philadelphia we like that you know? <laughs> let's be honest that means we like that. that means a ton it, does. it truly it does. does yeah we've seen people just destroy careers by not getting that simple concept exactly. and if you 
do that. And if you work and if you earn it, you don't present yourself as being entitled. You will have no more loyal fan base than you will Philadelphians. Agreed. But yeah. it's 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 that's a no brainer. Hey, can I ask you about the the charity that uh, you and I t- participate in every summer? Uh, they changed the name of it. It's called the Bend to the Shore yep. Bike Tour, uh, and it's uh, the the. Families Behind the Badges Children Foundation. So a, thing, a few things have changed as far as the, um, you know, the labeling and, and the title of things. But, you know, ultimately it's the same exact charity. Registration uh, opens on Monday, this Monday at noon. And um, you already had a fundraiser. We did. We That's have... no fair. Yeah, we cheated. We, we got out ahead of it. We had a fundraiser down here on Monday in Clearwater uh, and just uh, honestly packed the house down on the beach with Phillies fans. Uh, had some great giveaway items. Great. And I suppose all that's going to go to the charity. All of it's going to go to the charity. We raised $11,000 oh, awesome. the other night. That's uh, great. Awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah, so it was wow. exciting. And, and it all really does go to a Absolutely. great cause. And, uh, and, and you know, they siphon that money to all sorts of charities, you know, throughout the year. And I think that's great. And it's straight through. It's and it's straight through. Yeah. But Team WMMR, uh, we did great last year. I think we were either third or fourth in, in all of team fundraising. And we had the best jerseys in the entire uh, tour. So uh, we are raising the bar this year. We're going to have great jerseys again. So if you want to join Team WMMR registration, I'll get that information out to you on Monday. Uh, and what is your team name? Team Murphy. Okay. Which is the, <laughs> kind of obnoxious, that? I guess. <laughs> Where'd you get Where'd that? You get that? Uh, team Murphy. And, and I will tell you this we also have raised the bar after seeing your jerseys a year ago uh-huh. i said to myself oh boy we got to kick it up a notch so we have we're launching we're unveiling our jerseys Whoa. on st patrick's day oh so look for that on social are these right. three piece suits aren't they are <laughs> it's gonna be very difficult to ride in but whatever we're gonna look the hell up. man you look nice. great that's brilliant uh so we got to get to the b file in a second here but uh greg what's your story with mbc philadelphia and uh how long here and when can people catch him well we're here for another two weeks in fact uh Opening day is two weeks from yesterday, so we'll be back. We, we break camp on uh, that Monday. I think it's the 24th or the 25th, and we head back to Philadelphia. All the home games here, I think we have about eight left. We'll be on NBC uh, Sports Philadelphia or NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus, so they can mm-hmm. check us out on that. And uh, then we'll be back home, get the season started, and, you know, who knows? Who knows where it ends. So exciting. Blue Jays today at 105, and then, uh, yeah, opening day against the Braves, uh, March 28th. Sold out, by the way. Yes. So awesome. uh, Yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. It's always great to see you. Great to see you guys. And uh, have fun uh, with your continued stay down here. All right. Enjoy the Greg season. Murphy, guys. Hey! Mighty Murph. All right. We're not doing the Bizarre Valley? Yeah, I think we've got to move it. Ooh. Okay. you got to pay the bills. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We are officially at spring training in Clearwater, Florida, the Preston and Steve Show. Back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. It's Preston Steve Show, and we are live. We've got uh, we got spring fever, man. We're here. Uh, it's not spring yet, but it feels like summer in Clearwater, where we are going up to about uh, eighty something, seventy eight degrees as we speak. Love it. Love Am- that ample sunshine. We are in left field, right next to Frenchie's Tiki Hut, Tiki Bar, whatever you want to call. And uh, looking out in the stadium, and I see each one of the. Ushers are cleaning off all the seats in every single section, getting set for the crowd to make their way in in about uh, 25 minutes or so. And you're going to be working it. vending, right? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to become a vendor. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out with a uh, with a box of stuff and sell it. And uh, it's I've, I've always wanted to do it. Yeah. So I'll find out, and I'll probably be tired of it in 10 minutes, but it's okay. I'm going to give it a try anyway. And I'm getting some uh, some emails and texts. 
uh, from people who are in line outside waiting oh, to get in. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so they're excited, and they're either uh, you know transplants or people from Philadelphia that are down here for the holiday weekend. Um, did somebody say are we shagging flies today or no? I thought at some point we were going to, but I don't. Yeah, never know. I didn't uh, know what time. Uh, I thought batting practice started at this point no, they're, last they're, year, but I, I was. I think I'm wrong about that. So they have a, they have the meeting, uh, and they're actually getting. Oh, that's right. Either, and it's actually extended because Shane Victorito, from what I understand, is a part of that meeting. And Mike Schmidt too, right? And Mike Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, but we'll see. Maybe they'll start uh, firing them over here sometime in the near future. Uh, we skipped the bizarre file in the last break, so we are going to do that now. I'm ready, Jason. Whenever you are. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Delilah's. Delilah's presents the 2019 Entertainer of the Year on Wednesday, March 20th with a special guest host. It is uh, Simone Dan Illustrious, and you can visit Delilah's.com for details. Uh, the SUV of an Omaha woman was repeatedly rammed from behind in a Taco Bell drive through lane by a man who later got into the woman's vehicle and drove it into a concrete base around a light pole. Wow. Uh, the 22-year-old woman said it was crazy. She told police the incident began it was crazy. about 1.40 a.m. as she was ordering food over the drive through intercom at the Taco Bell. Suddenly, she felt a jolt and realized that her Kia had been hit from behind by a Volkswagen Jetta. Uh, the woman said that she got out of the vehicle and asked the male driver of the Jetta to back up so she could check for damage. He and his female passenger denied hitting her car. She said, I told him if there was damage, we are going to have to call the police. Uh, they wouldn't back up, and they started getting real mad. He was really hostile. So the Jetta driver and the female passenger began yelling at her to stop recording. The man then got out of the car, snatched her phone from her hand, and threw it in a snowbank. The woman retrieved the phone and can be heard on the video saying that police had been called. And that's when he got back in his car and began going full speed, Jeez. ramming her vehicle over and over. Uh, she said, I got back into my car. And uh, to get it out of the way, and someone from Taco Bell said, get out of the car. It's not worth getting killed. Uh, the woman, who is black, by the way, said that the female passenger in the Jetta is white, began yelling the N-word at her. A Taco Bell employee told officers that the Jetta passenger tried to punch the Kia driver, but the employee blocked the punch and separated the two women. The Kia driver then went into the restaurant, still recording, when the male driver of the Jetta got into the woman's Kia took off with it and slammed it into the concrete base around a pole. Yeah. Uh, the man then got back into the Jetta and drove off. And Somebody is what we would call, Preston, hangry. I guess so, right? They needed their burrito yes. now. Uh, the Jetta appeared and to have out-of-state out plates, possibly from Colorado, and police are trying to track them down. A driver found out the hard way that you can't just put your own homemade license plates on your car and call it good. <laughs> you can't? No. It's police, registered. Police say the driver was pulled over early Saturday after an officer observed sovereign citizen license plates on the vehicle. Uh. Members of the sovereign citizen movement do not recognize the United States currency, and they believe that they are free of any legal restraints. The plates on the driver's vehicle, I saw it. Literally read, private, no driver's license or insurance required, not for commercial use, private mode of travel. When the officer asked for the driver's identification, registration, and insurance, the driver refused to provide it. The officer then discovered that the vehicle was unregistered, with the title failing to have been transferred. 
When the officer asked the driver several times to exit the vehicle, he refused, and that's when the driver learned that actually he was not above the law after all and was arrested and booked for investigation of traffic offenses and obstructing an yeah, officer. guys, turns out it's illegal. Yeah, the, the vehicle yeah. was I don't fact. care how good your handwriting is. Mm-hmm. Uh, being dramatic can sometimes ruin everything. German police say that they were called in to investigate a murder early yesterday. Uh, but arrived to find that the woman who reported it just wanted someone to remove a car blocking her garage. Well, that seems equitable. Yeah. Uh, I've got good news. There's no murder. Yeah. The woman claimed in her call that her husband had been murdered. Police say that she thought if she called in a murder that police would arrive more quickly. So she was right. She was visibly drunk and uh, can expect to face a hefty bill and a criminal investigation. Guys, turns out it's illegal. For misusing... (laughs) The emergency number. Uh, and one more story. Japanese and Russian scientists have awakened cells from a woolly mammoth Whoa! that roamed Earth 28,000 years ago. I the love te- this. The team inserted uh, muscle cell nuclei from a well-preserved mammoth carcass into a mouse ova where they watched signs of biological activity taking place. A milestone they Dino mouse would provide a platform to better under, uh, understand extinct animal species. Yes, I have a warehouse of cheese. It was broken into last night. Uh, the mammoth named Yucca was discovered in Siberia's permafrost in August of 2010. It's regarded as one of the best preserved mammoths ever discovered. Uh, the find was hugely exciting at the time as it opened up the possibility of bringing the mammoth back to life. Having well-preserved cells potentially allows science to create a clone of the specimen that they came from. Uh, researchers say they are way, way off from actually creating. Just because you can do something. Right. Doesn't mean you should. Uh, and there you go. That's what I will end the Bizarre File with this morning. So since we skipped the B file earlier, that means we have a couple of other things to do. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question. Uh, Nick, do you have one? I do indeed. All right. What is it? In St. Petersburg, Florida, which country singer is surprisingly featured at the uh, Dolly Museum? All right. Two one five two six three WMMR. Right, what country back, singer Jack. is featured at the Dolly Museum in uh, St. Petersburg? Two one five two six three WMMR, and we have a four pack of tickets for the Brickfest Live Lego Fan Experience coming up Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, April twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Uh, while we are awaiting your call, let us do the trash. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and Trash This Morning brought to you by... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's brought to you by Gottschall's. Uh, eat lighter with Gottschall's. Real meat, real wood smoke, turkey bacon with up to 80% less fat than pork bacon. Gottschall's turkey bacon, except no imitations. What's going on, Steve? Well, the relationship between Kate Beckinsale and Pete Davidson said to be heating up with rumors that the two are moving in together. Beckinsale says she's not a fan of brushing things, but when it's right, 10-inch penis. <laughs> oh, my God. The Hallmark Channel announced that they've cut ties with Laurie Laughlin in light of the college admissions scandal. However, Laughlin is not giving up and has proposed a new Yuletide movie titled, I'll Be Home for Christmas in Three Years Plus Time Served. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Kylie Jenner revealing how she dropped 40 pounds after giving birth a year ago. Jenner says the weight literally began peeling off once she hired surgeons to literally peel the weight <laughs> off. Uh, and that's your Hollywood track. All right, thank you, Steve. We'll see if we can get an answer to the lesson question today. Surprisingly, 
what uh, country music star is featured at the Dolly Museum in St. Petersburg? And I will go to... Uh, you guys rock. Thank oh. you, Brian. I appreciate it. So what country music star is featured at the Dolly Museum? Brian? Oh, wait. Hold on. For some reason, he got put on hold again. Let me do this again. Uh, Brian, we didn't hear your answer. Can you give that to me again? Would that be Dolly Parton? It's Dolly yeah. Parton. Yep. Hold on a second, Bob. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Breakfast Live Lego Fan Experience at Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, April 27th to 28th, with over a million Lego bricks and on display and ready for play. Brickfest is filled with hands-on attractions and activities engineered to inspire, educate, and entertain. Get tickets at BrickfestLive.com. Let us get into music news, please. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Oh, man. What's wrong? I lost my music now. What? Uh, you want more... me to help you find it? No, no. I, I, it's, I have to... Oh, no, wait. I didn't lose it. Hey! Hey, got it. Uh, it's brought to you this morning. Yes. Brought to you this morning by Yards Brewing Company. And uh, when you're in the mood for knockout flavor, look no further than Yards Brawler. It'll get you in the swing of things for spring. Available wherever fine beers are sold, including Kavanaugh's Rittenhouse. It's a real home run. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see if uh, we have some stories. We're going to go with this. Rolling Stones are releasing a new Greatest Hits compilation. Greatest Hits. uh, Titled Honk. Uh, and, and that is on uh, April 19th. The set, which, according to the press release, features the biggest hits and classic cuts from every Rolling Stones album from 1971 to 2016's Blue and Lonesome. Uh, Honk includes 36 fan favorites and rarities. The deluxe version featuring 10 additional live songs uh, presenting collaborations with some of the biggest names in music. In all, Honk will be released as a... Deluxe three-disc version and single CD, and in four and two LP editions Preston's, as well. Yes. It made its uh, Philly debut last night on the Jackie Bam Bam program. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, There's uh, a new song, right? Yeah, Bill said it was cool, and so Jackie got to play it, which is pretty cool. And um, Did it yeah, blow he, up on Blabbermouth? It did blow up, yes. Uh, but he played the Farns Welsh version of uh, Wild Horses, the live version. So ah. good on Jackie for debuting live Rolling Stones on MMR last night. Cool, man. I All didn't right. mean to be precocious. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to text in when he hears good words <laughs> on the press. We conference. love Jackie. We do. He's, he has the best quirks. Uh, let's see. Metallica frontman James Hetfield met with Grand Rapids Community College president Bill Pink on Wednesday. Uh, ahead of the band show in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And the two discussed skilled labor and job creation following Metallica's recent grant of $100,000 to the college to provide more opportunities for non-traditional students to get welding skills that could lead to jobs in the future. Well, two of them came with Pink and one came with John Stink. <laughs> no, this is cool, though. It's a community college. It is. Uh, they would do that. Because, yeah. honestly, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's valid. Absolutely. Uh, Pink uh, told uh, reporters that Hetfield expressed a desire to see the funding from the band go toward programs that help people get skills they need to get good jobs. He was very focused on the idea of helping people. Uh, They presented him with some gifts, including a decorative steel guitar crafted by welding professors. Um, And by the way, that college, the uh, GRCC, was one of uh, ten colleges selected nationwide for the Metallica Scholars Grant. 
Uh, the band's All Within My Hands Foundation teamed up with the American Association of Community Colleges on the project aimed at providing workforce training for community college students. Like, if you have a, a bit of focus and you know where you want to go, you know, uh, look at the whole thing that just happened with this scandal. People just going to schools to randomly go to schools for the prestige, the title, or the, the, the school name. Yeah. You know, and you can save boatloads of cash. Well, and, and when's the last time you heard of a rock star or any star of that magnitude going to a community college? Yes, they I mean, never if, do. If you go to Yale, if you go to yeah, Stanford, whatever, you might expect a big name to pop up at a lecture or something like that. It's really cool that, that uh, they're reaching out to community college students. And then one last thing, special weekend here on MMR. It's the Black Keys all weekend long. Uh, they are set for their Let's Rock Tour, October 14th, Wells Fargo Center. And tickets go on sale a week from today at 10 a.m. via ticket, uh, sorry, Wells Fargo Center, philly.com. So we will be playing Black Keys music throughout the weekend. And we'll also have chances for you to win tickets and quali- qualify. <laughs> qualify. Shut up. That's what they do in Central America. They right. qualify for a grand prize. Good news, we qualify. <laughs> One grand People of Honduras, you have qualified... For tickets to the community college, <laughs> where a speech from uh, that guy named the Pink. Congratulations! Congratulations! Um, so no, we'll be playing. We'll be giving away tickets for that show at the Wells Fargo Center, and one grand prize winner will get a trip. Fantastic! For two <laughs> to meet the band before their show in Sunrise, Florida, this oh, fall. Man, that's, you know what? that's a quality prize, right there. <laughs> Including tickets, airfare. People, what would you pay for such an amazing package? (laughs) Details and contest rules are available. Barn door, man. WMMR.com. Oh, it's wide open. Oh, barn door. It's wide open. All right, and that's it. That's what I have in music news for you. We'll take one more break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get ready to wrap this thing up. One more time. Clearwater, Florida. Spring training with your Philadelphia Phillies. Back in a moment on MMR. Here we go. Here comes the MMR. What's going on? Join Brent Porsche for a live broadcast at the Tilted Kilt Pub and Eatery at 645 Cross Keys Road in Sickleville, New Jersey for lots of St. Patrick's Day fun, including the Kilted Rogues Bagpipers and the Emerald Isle Academy Irish Dancers. Plus $5 20-ounce Guinness straps, $5 20-ounce straps of green beer and $3 green tea shots. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Alrighty, man. Love that song, by the way. Rack on tour, Sunday driver. Awesome. Feels great, especially when you're got that cranked up outside like we are right now in Clearwater, Florida at Spectrum Field. And uh, the team is taking the field. Yeah. Doing the calisthenics, getting loosened up, warmed up, ready to go. And uh, I'm sure batting practice shortly. I didn't know the bunny hop was part of the workout. They were doing the bunny hop? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, you never know. It's a, it's a crazy game, Steve. Uh, but uh, the doors are should be opening right now. And, and uh, we're going to start having some spectators work their way into the uh, uh, into the stadium and probably headed over this way because we are in probably the most popular spot in the entire stadium right next to uh, Frenchie's Tiki Bar. Yeah. And uh, that place, those are, those are coveted uh, seats right over there because you get a good view uh, from left field and, of course, you're right at the bar, which is pretty sweet. So uh, it's been fun today. Uh, we had a number of people on the program, including uh, Gabe Kapler, to get us started. Always great to talk to him, and he's uh, such a super nice guy. Uh, Charlie Manuel, Larry Boa, who else? We had Reese Hoskins. Scott we had Kingery. Scott Kingery. Matt Clintock. Uh, that's right. Uh, Greg, Greg Murphy, Scott Palmer. Uh, but there's one guy we left out. He's been here all morning. 
Director of Fun and Games, John Brazier. What's up, guys? How you doing, man? I love this tradition. I love having you guys down here. It's uh, awesome to have the President Steve show down here. Thanks, uh, man. And I think John pleasure. John has gone native. Are you going to be in the, the Hemingway lookalike uh, contest? Uh, yes, I've gone here? Ernest Hemingway or the uh, most interesting man in the world with okay. the uh, gray beard. Yeah. Uh, and it's... Uh, I, last year, I had the gray beard during spring training, went home. My 11-year-old daughter said, uh, Dad, my, my friends think you're my grandfather. And you know about 20 seconds later, I shaved it off. So <laughs> I guess once I get that comment, when I go back home, that's when it's gone. Oh, yeah. I think it, yeah. it works for you. It's it looks think? good. All right. Yeah. Uh, how have you been Hemingway fan. Yeah, that's about 10 years of my life. And I am part Cuban, so that way it works with Hemingway. <laughs> You've been having fun? I'm having it. Well, yes. It, it's, it's a lot of fun down here. Obviously, it's work, too. But, uh, I mean, who wouldn't have fun coming down here for the month of March. I mean, it's yeah. uh, we started earlier than we normally do. The season starts on March 28th, which is crazy to believe. We're going to have three giveaways in March. I don't think we've ever had one giveaway in March. So it's uh, it's it's, but it is a lot of fun. Well, it's it's if you're going to have it in any year, this is the year to have it. Holy well, God, and man, I, this and is the story. You're right, and you know what, Matt, you had Matt Klintak on. He's had an unbelievable offseason before we got Bryce Harper. I mean, before we got Bryce Harper, we had a JT Real Muto and Andrew McCutcheon and Gene Segura. I mean, it just uh, Dave Robertson. All of a sudden, when we got Bryce Harper, and I was telling Preston off the air, you know, I found out, like a lot of people found out, I'm in the stands, and some guy just stands up in the fifth <laughs> inning. And, and it was the news was bleak that earlier that morning. I talked to the beat writers, and they're all kind of giving us negative news. All right. Going to the Giants, going to the Dodgers. Some guy in the middle of the game stands up and goes, we got Bryce Harper. We got Bryce Harper. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I look at my phone, and my phone is completely blowing up. <clears throat> Excuse me. My phone is completely blowing up. That's how I found out. You know how Gabe found out. That's how we all found out. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, they're dialed in, man. Yeah, and it's it's just everything's ratcheted up. Our merchandise flying off the shelves. Yep. Tickets flying off the shelves. I mean, everything is. It's great. Cool, man. Uh, well, you're here till when do you head back home? I go back on March 27th. Okay, and then opening day. Shortly opening after that. opening day on the 28th. Yeah. Oh, so it's dear God. It's a little crazy. Wow. Why did they start the season so early? I think they just want the season to end so that you're not bleeding into November for the World Series. Okay. So it's uh, get it started a little earlier. Yeah, that's so. always sort of a confusing time. It's a long season. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's a it's long crazy. season. Yeah. Uh, I'm just now, they just opened the doors. Look, you can see the uh, the fans uh, that are starting go. to come in right now. Yeah, so. yeah. And Preston, let me just say, because you yeah. guys are very unique down here, you'll see 100 people are going to be rushing over here like they did last year. <laughs> and I was telling you, too, I bring a lot of radio stations down here. I've never seen fans, listeners, Treat like the radio personalities as true rock stars. <laughs> oh my god! Like I remember, remember I was walking you out. They're like, "Press it, press it, get a picture, press it, Steve, uh, Casey, Steve." You know, no, Nick, sorry, Nick, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. Nick, where's Pr- Kathy? Press <laughs> uh, we're, Yeah, we're very lucky that that uh, we have some uh, some very passionate fans, and uh, and we love the fact that uh, that a lot of them come down here for this man. That's great. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Do this again next year, John, and I would love to do this again next year. We would love to make sort of a President Steve show hang possible you know it, it is great to have the fans come in and be a part of the the yeah. end of the broadcast but yep. if there would be a way to have a night where we could have a bunch of listeners join us i think that'd be a, a well, real we'll, home we'll run. work on that during the season yeah there goes a kid wearing a privilege shirt that just walked by right now <laughs> <laughs> privilege shirt so another one right here. there's another one over there <laughs> here they yeah, come so. here they come i told you starting to uh to make their way in which is cool uh by the the, the game gets going at uh at 105 one, at 105 all right um, are you vending beers at twelve thirty, or are you I'm, doing in game? Twelve thirty. I'm gonna I'm gonna go up and do a little pregame because I don't trust myself with my vending skills uh, yet until you can I get, kill someone. Yeah, I gotta get uh, I gotta get tutored on that a little bit. But do you have a beer call? 
Uh, yeah, you want to hear it? I want to hear it. Yeah. Cold beer! Cold beer! Get your cold beer! <laughs> That's good. That okay? Yeah. Was, what, or do I need something more rich? What, what kind of accent is that? Really cold beer. Is, really that, a, is cold that a New Jersey? Is that a No, that's, just, that's a vendor accent, man. <laughs> that's why they, those guys, cold beer, cold beer. I guess I could be a little more, no, rather than so excited to be, cold beer, cold beer. Yeah? No. 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 I, I like a long drink. Cold beer. Cold beer. I gotta say, cool. I'm not doing that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. Yeah, go go higher. You're gonna get your ass kicked. You gotta do. You gotta do one call like that. Come Hey, could you do me a favor and pass this change down? If you have any water in your bucket. Um. Wait a minute. Water. Cold water. Cold water. I got cold water here. Cold water. Can we get it, Kathy? What? How would your call? I want to hear how yours is. You can yell. You you can be loud. Cold beer! Yes, oh I God. knew it. Cold beer! <laughs> they might go running for the hills. Beer! Dulcet tones of Kathy Romano. <laughs> 5,000 people joined AA this morning. <laughs> Voice of an angel, as we've said many times A crazed before. banshee took the stadium. Yeah. Uh, no, but thanks for uh, setting all this up, John. Well, thank you for having us, and, and thanks for coming down. And, again, bring us wins all weekend, because we have game, home game today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Awesome. We will work on it. Thank you. John Brazier. Right, thank you. Director of Fun and Games. And uh, I believe... We're going to check in. Is Pierre there? I have no idea. Jason, did he make it in? I am. Hey! hey! The boy in blue. If John is, is John still any, anywhere near? Yeah, can you hear him? Hi, Pierre. Hi, John. Um, I think you ought to tell the lads. uh, I mean, it's nice that they got the baseball stuff, but I have a little baseball story with the Phillies. Do I not, sir? Yes, you do. In fact, uh, I almost got in a little trouble uh, when Pierre came out. In fact, Pierre, you probably know this. I have your picture uh, up on my wall. It's a little wall of fame. And uh, for Sorry those who don't, well, Pierre, you can, you want to, you want to tell the story? Well, no, you tell well, it because uh, I mean, all I knew I was going to interview the pitching fellow uh, <laughs> with the left hand and we did, and we were doing it at a coffee shop somewhere downtown and a live remote. And, um, what, you know, and we had the most Zen like conversation and he yeah, was not I, known I, for his friendliness apparently to the press back in the day. Right. I was on a different Pierre story. I was on the one where you were going to go change a base, and then uh, we were playing the Astros, and the Astros owner called the Phillies owner and said, there's some strange man going out towards our first baseman. <laughs> is, 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 he, is he part of, like, a promotion? And then I had to admit that that's Pierre Robert. Oh, but the one yeah. you're talking about is beautiful because uh, Steve Carlton, 1996, uh, FanFest, he was a spokesperson for FanFest. He never spoke to the media his whole life. Right, but all of a sudden he's a spokesperson. So Kevin Gunn, I'm talking to Kevin. I said, all right, what what show should we put Steve Carlton on? He said, you got to do Pierre Robert. He's doing a live remote from a coffee shop, and those two are kindred spirits. So I brought Steve Carlton in to meet Pierre Robert. They didn't talk baseball. They were talking about karma and feng shui and oh yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. And it was the best. Literally, Gunner and I were watching the conversation, saying, "This is radio gold right here." Uh-huh. And, and you bought some weed off him too. <laughs> yes, exactly right. And we, we never taped it, unfortunately, so there's no evidence of it. But uh, he, you told me afterwards he had a quite a good time. I, I don't know. We plugged whatever it was you wanted us to plug, and then we got right to meditation and Zen. <laughs> and I told him about how I meditated in a toilet stall at an Allman Brothers show at the Oakland Coliseum uh, before the show started. And he was very pleased to hear that. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like he did all kinds of media, and I was with him the whole time. And literally the only time he said, when we get in the car, he said, I really like that guy, Pierre. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. That's, that's awesome. pretty cool. Thanks. Nice. Sports All right, well. 
Awesome sports up. Thank you, John. Uh, Pierre, should we do the letter of the day? Yes. Let's fire it up. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... O as in ocean. All right, you ought to have a word by now. Uh, We'll take caller number 5 at 215-263-WMMR, and you're going to need to know the word of the week. Do you know it? Call now, 215-263-WMMR. The fifth caller... We'll get a shot at it, and uh, hopefully we can give the uh, the prize away to you, which would be uh, very cool. Uh, we have had a wonderful time during this broadcast this morning, Pierre. I've been mentioning the the weather reports uh, through the show, but I don't really I don't know what it's like back home. It's 80 and sunny here, but I know it's warm there, and we're going to get some rain. Is, is it started raining yet, or is that coming later on? Uh, later on, it's coming. Uh, a okay. little cloudy right now, about 62, 63. That's not uh, bad. Well, we'll take that, and, but yeah. we hate you. Uh, yeah. 80 degree temperatures, but we'll oh. we'll let that slide this time. It feels so good. It's Always coming. Good. It's coming for us. It'll be there soon. Um, what is on uh, today's program, sir? We got another pair of tickets for Steely Dan, which goes on sale at noon today, and I'll do a workforce block of Steely Dan, plus the great Dropkick Murphys, and for Nancy Wilson's birthday tomorrow, we got Hart, several other birthdays to get to, Vinyl Cut, Weekend Calendar, Pierre's Planner, all on a Friday. Ah, sounds good. All right, I'm going to try and get ourselves a winner, so I'm going to go to caller number five, and that's Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Sorry, I just got done taking a smash. (laughs) That's cool, bud. Listen, you have to. Sometimes it just overtakes you. Uh, I need to know what the word is, and then we're going to listen for Pierre for the reaction, because I don't know what it is. But, Mike, what is our word? Bongo! Home run! Yeah, that's it, baby! (laughs) You got it right, Mike. Congratulations. And that means you win our Word of the Week prize, and you're going to a very cool party. It's four tickets to the Red Ball, Philadelphia's premier party benefiting the American Red Cross. Back at Lincoln National Field, Saturday, March 30th, featuring more than 30 restaurants, bars, and microbreweries, live music and dancing games, sports-themed silent auction, and much, much more. And all funds raised support the Red Cross House, a center for families who suffered a disaster. And tickets and info at redcross.org. Slash Red Ball Philly. Congratulations, Mike. Hang on the line. Have yourself a great Gad weekend. Gadzooks, buddy. All right. And with that, we're about ready to wrap up. We got yeah. a nice crowd. You guys make some noise for us. All MMR and Preston and Steve fans out here in the outfield at uh, the one and only Spectrum Field for the Phils. They're getting ready to play the Toronto Blue Jays in just a little while. So we're excited about that. Let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today. Bye. Godshaw's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon with 80% less fat than pork bacon. Also, Sergeant Scrap. Don't take crap for your scrap. Visit SGTScrap.com and also French Creek Outfit in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors. FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? So that is it. Anything, anything for next week to report? a lot of stuff. Todd Harriman's Riley Cote, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, Roy Wood Jr. Wow. We're actually going to have an alligator in studio. So if oh. I don't get to see one this weekend, That's there right. will be one in next week. That's your freaking next week. Bets. That's awesome. All right, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. We'll see you later, guys. Bye-bye from sunny FLA. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. All right, all my Irish lads and lasses, here's a toast for you for St. Patty's Day. Here's to you and here's to me, the best of friends that could ever be. And if we should ever disagree, 
follow you and here's to me. Next message. Safety boy, there's no need to go to Florida and hunt around in the swamp to find an alligator. I live in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I'm walking through my neighborhood right now, and there's two alligators just floating around in the retention pond. Just going through the neighborhood and just find a couple. Hang it out. Next message. <laughs> Ah, beautiful sunrise. While I sit in my car in traffic while you guys are on vacation. Love you, miss you. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 